spooky. It's starting to party. Bill J. It's October 31st. It's Halloween. That means it's time for the spookiest of all movies. Ugh, I smell children. <laughs> I, I, I guess I would be the Mary and Sarah T. Well, I can't be Sarah because I'm not sexy at all. I guess I'm, the, I'm just the dumb lapdog that you beat up on. And that makes you Winnie. That means you're evil, mm -hmm. child-eating monster. You do, you do have that corset that pushes up them jobbo some wicked. This is true, yeah. This is a rahawufuhuchi. How you doing? <laughs> Man, did they have to make her bend over when she sings that song? Yes. Jesus Yes, they Christ. do. You gotta have something for daddy. Talking about the things that Disney would not let in a movie these days. Because which is funny, because back in the day, like back in the 90s when we're talking about uh, Hocus Pocus, back in the 90s, like Disney was held up as being super, you know, snobby and like, oh, they, there's only so many things Disney's going to allow into a film now. And even though 25 years later, Disney has definitely loosened their morals and stuff, there's some kind of sex and violence things that I think are even less likely, likely you would see in a Disney movie these days. You mean, even after they've made all these Marvel and Star Wars know. movies was, and Pirates of the Caribbean. There was, there was that orgy scene in High School Musical 3 that was really, I thought, in four taste. Which is funny, you know who directed those movies? This, Fuck no. The same guy who directed this, so who knows? Oh, okay. He's, he's trying to squeeze tits into every fucking thing he did. Oh, my God. Kenny Ortega, yeah, he was also... Uh, he was actually the dance coordinator on... Uh, fucking Dirty Dancing. I had to think about it for a second. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, we're talking mm. about... We're at wrapping up our 2018 slate of spooky stuff, you know, for October. Uh, our last episode this month just happens to go live on Halloween Day proper. And so I thought... Uh, I'm bending the rules again a little bit because this is a movie I've seen before, but I only saw it for the first time like maybe two years ago. And even then, I only yeah. saw it once. I haven't really having to go back and rewatch it too many times, except for when I'm flipping through the channels on PlayStation View fake cable stuff and I happen across Freeform Entertainment Channel, which is all October long. It's almost nothing but Hocus Pocus interspersed with the occasional showing of the Addams Family movies, which actually makes me happier mm. that it did the Addams movies, Adam's Family movies last year, because at least now I can watch those without being spoiled, you know, like, it's not like I'm like, oh, I can't watch this, I have to save these for the podcast someday, so. Yeah, we're doing yeah. the 1993 Halloween, I guess at the time it was a bomb, but now is, a, is, is essentially the Christmas story of Halloween movies, Hocus Pocus. It's so hocus pocusy. It's a pokey pokey. I remember when I first saw I was looking at trailers for this movie, uh, to pull audio for you know for the commercial break for this uh, week's episode. And I forgot how much I just assumed because I remember seeing the commercials for this back in the day and I was like, is it Disney like making like that darned cat too? Cause like they focus oh, yeah. so much on like the, there's a talking cat and stuff, and it looks so much like the shitty live action. Uh, movies that Disney was making in the 60s and 70s that everyone not hated but like just because like the, their animation wing kind of didn't die off but really kind of slowed down after Disney died and yeah they've made all those shitty shitty live action movies that no one really remembers that well anymore and, oh, did, and I was like did, is he? don't you remember don't you remember, Bill? Uh, we decided that next year it's nothing but shitty live-action Disney 60 movies. <laughs> we all year could, long. we could do that darn cat, and I think they did I'm a really couple. I'm really excited Halloween for Condor Man. <laughs> is that one of them? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. We can just sit down and do it. The computer that wore tennis shoes. Like everyone makes fun of, like, well, 
actually a few people even remember that Pete's Dragon exists, but uh, people make fun of like like a couple others. People forget that there's like there's ones that I've barely heard of in terms of live action Disney movie movies oh, from yeah. back then. And yeah, so I remember seeing the commercials for this, and it was all like Halloween hijinks. And I was like, what the fuck is this piece of garbage? And so I always ignored it ever since then. But I guess thanks to Cable, it really is just like replicating what happened with the Christmas Story Wars, a movie that came out in theaters, got crushed, uh, just kind of languished in obscurity for a long time, aside from the handful of people who managed to actually see it when it came out. But yeah, as soon as it came on home video, it really exploded, and especially when it hit Cable, um, mm -hmm. that just be now it's become like the perennial hit uh, that everyone loves to watch, and to the point that, like I said, Freeform. Uh, TV that they're they're right now advertising how, uh, as this episode goes live on Halloween Day, they're gonna have a 24-hour marathon of just nothing but hocus pocus, which isn't saying a lot because, like I said, they're already kind of showing it 24 hours to begin with, aside <laughs> from a couple of the airings of the Adams Family movies. But yeah, hocus pocus. I figured I'd just tackle this just because, like I said, yeah, bending the rules are a little bit, but like I, I'm so fresh to this that like. I always feel obligated to talk about it on this, but like... Yeah, that's fine. What? And then this I is... I figure if you've seen it, yeah, I know, recently enough, it's... It's... You you don't... You're not tinted by rose-colored glasses by being like, Oh, I remember that movie from when I was... Exactly, yeah. Know, 12 Especially, or whatever. Which it's is funny, because this movie's old enough now, just even the people who only discovered it on cable have grown up now with it, because it's been on cable for, like, you know, like like... Maybe I don't. I don't think I saw it in theaters. Yeah, I. I don't think it really exploded in popularity until the last couple of years too. I don't think it's within within the last five years. It didn't really just become like this almost like mandatory Halloween thing for a lot of people. Um. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't think there was too much of a boat that I felt like I missed uh, on this until yeah when I just happened to catch it. Yeah, I think it was Annie who, uh, kind of like how she sat me down with the the Muppet. Uh, was it the Muppets Christmas Carol? She kind of did the same thing with Hocus Pocus, and that was that, mm. that was pretty cute. Um, ever since having seen Hocus Pocus, I've mentioned this before. Um, this is why I also did Monster Squad earlier this month. Was I'm still on the hunt for something. I don't want to make it sound like Hocus Pocus is the end all be all of Halloween family entertainment, but it's good enough that I'm shocked that there's not more movies like it. Um, I wasn't really watching brand new, uh, horror Halloween movies. Well, I was watching new horror movies, but not, like, family-friendly Halloween movies throughout the 90s. And so I missed this in The Addams Family and Ernest Scared Stupid and stuff. And so after seeing Hocus Pocus, I was like, oh, man, there must be way more of these movies like this out there. And, and there's not. I, I kind of caught the the first one I saw was actually the the cream of the crop I guess with Hocus Pocus. Well, we we still have to watch the worst witch because that could be the cream of the crop. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know. Although the worst one that's the, that's the one with uh, with the Rocky Horror in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's also the '80s, but they're gonna so is the monster. But there's like a 15 year well, window yeah, I'm talking about. What? Yeah. Yeah, but would E.T. be considered a Halloween movie? People consider that because people forget that like there's a big chunk of that takes, but it's not really about Halloween. Um, um. Yeah. And I like I. Well, neither is, neither is the Adams Family. It, it ends on Halloween, that's more but it also starts on Christmas. Yeah, that's true. Though, well, at least that's more consistently spooky. The tone of it is Halloween friendly. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could say that E.T. is actually more of a Halloween movie because it more specifically takes place on Halloween. 
but mm-hmm. it's not. It's not. No one's sitting there waking up and going, "Oh yeah, it's it's Halloween Eve. I gotta sit down and watch my cop of ET." Because my favorite part of all my favorite part of Halloween entertainment is when ET falls over when he's when the flash goes off and he's pretending to be a ghost and that's no no one cares about that um mm. but yeah this is kind of i'd almost like uh, love to see if people can send us recommendations for future episodes if they have their own uh favorites family halloween entertainment things that aren't this or yeah adam's family and sort of scared stupid which would like yeah we all did that stuff last year but yeah, Hocus Mopocus. So what's your history with Hocus Mopocus? Hocus Mopocus. My history with Hocus Mopocus is I saw it at some point. And yeah, I saw it a couple <laughs> at times. At some random point in the passage just entered into your consciousness. Yeah. I thought yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker was hot when I was a teenager. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, yeah. It's got some it's got some moments that made me laugh. But... It's some cute moments. It's I'm not yeah. a big Bette Midler fan, but she does pretty well in this movie. Like, watching it now, the f- the first half an hour or so is just a, a exercise and annoyance, and then it then it picks up once the <laughs> well, witches come so back. What's so annoying about it? The kid, the kid, the yeah. Max and Danny, because it's so like Disney Channel. Like, we'll get into the this. I'm from California. <laughs> Halloween was invented by candy cup. Why did they try to squeeze like a like a fucking Scrooge thing about this kid be all bah humbug about Halloween? Especially, it doesn't. It's not a story thread that picks up anywhere after the beginning. He's just like, oh, no. I hate Halloween. And it's not like he learns to appreciate Halloween. If anything, <laughs> he's justified in his hatred of Halloween by everything that happens in the rest of this film. Although, to be fair, everything that happens in this film is completely his fucking fault. So, it's mm-hmm. not like he could be like, oh, this town inflicted Halloween on me. Like, you fucker, don't start a fire in a fucking museum, you piece you know of what, shit. You know what, Bill? Yeah. Going back a little bit, well, you know what <sighs> you can just watch instead of a movie for kids at Halloween Entertainment? Yeah. All of the Homestar Runner Halloween sketches. That's a good point. There's got to be like that's a YouTube compilation of those on, on. Again, something else I wouldn't really even know what that was. It was if, if it wasn't for this podcast, you having entertained mm-hmm. me, having educated me as to the existence of the Homestar Runner. I'll educate you. Have they put out a new one for this year yet? Not yet. Do they usually wait until late? Uh, I don't know if they'll do one. They don't do one every year, but they'll, they ask for requests for people's Homestar costumes, so Strongbad's oh. at least going to make fun of people. Oh, that's pretty cute. So, does everyone just mostly dress up as uh, uh, Rocky Dennis? What, what were the main guys, main, main guy's name? <laughs> Rocky Dennis. What's the guy with the you, clothes, hom- the main guy? What's the, what's the guy's funny, name on Homestar Runner? Because it's funny, it's called Homestar Runner, and one of the characters is named Homestar Runner, but it's not the character anyone cares about. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's. I don't know. I love them. It's like if you found out no. the Halloween movies were about a guy who's not named Halloween, but about about a guy named fucking St. Patrick's Day. It's like why don't they call it St. Patrick's Day? What the fuck am I talking mm. about? But yeah, fucking hocus hey, pocus. Hey, it's hocus pocus. It's sixteen ninety three. Yeah, hocus pocus. It's all spoopy. Man, this is witches is flying over swamps and old. Tiny town. And it's got the soundtrack that's all do 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 the soundtrack does not stop. The whole fucking thing. It's totally like action strings up your ass the whole time. I do appreciate it opens up with like a little book. This is like one of the most Halloween ass movies of all time in terms of just like looking and feeling like Halloween. It's not for lack of trying, that's for damn sure. 
Um, I have, yeah, I don't, you lived in, like, more, more, uh, like, places that look like this? Yeah, because I'm from Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah and have there, I've never seen, like, huge swaths of kids running around on Halloween <sighs> like there are in these movies. And this has, it's always, like, it's always, like, one little family here and there <laughs> scattered no, around. No, this is, this is idyllic and idealized a bit, but, like, this is, I mean, a lot of this movie, especially once it uh, actually turns into nighttime, it's a lot of uh, uh, filmed on sets and stuff like that. But, like, all the daylight stuff, the first, like, half hour of the film, it's, it's, they really went to Massachusetts, and they went to fall in Massachusetts, and it looks, that's what New England looks like at that time of year. And you can tell everyone's, like, they're, they've got cold breath on their outside and shit, and that's one thing that's... Uh, it drives me nuts when so many things pretend to like pretend to be taking place like outside of LA, but on Halloween where everyone's like just wearing a light jacket and there you can't see their breath. I'm like, that's Halloween nights on the East Coast. It's usually just hovering barely above freezing, and yeah, which makes little kids running around with, with super skimpy outfits on, but not sexually. What? what? Little <laughs> kids always got those skimpy outfits. <laughs> All on. these lame Leia outfits. Everyone's dressed like Sarah Jessica Parker from Hocus Pocus. That's terrible. Uh, but yeah, no, this is, uh, like I said, it's, but yeah, you would see in my neighborhood I grew up in, in Pittsburgh, for some reason, well, for safety reasons, uh, they only let us do trick-or-treating the Saturday uh, before Halloween, unless, you know, of course, mm. it that Saturday actually happened to be Halloween, and we had to do trick-or-treating at, like, 2 p.m., because they didn't want people getting abducted or anything like that. But if you traveled outside mm. of my neighborhood, you would see, like, on Halloween night, it would be the kids at nighttime. It would be, like, the huge throngs. Like, even here in Portland, um, I I sometimes go down to a friend's, their kid's birthday is on Halloween. And so we go down to the Richie Rich part of town, Lad's Edition here in the southeast Portland, uh, where they mm -hmm. live. And, man, it looks like this shit, because, like, that's where, like, mm. they do have some deciduous trees, Portland, Portland's in the Portland's in the Pacific Northwest, so it's we got all the evergreens, and the evergreens don't change. They they're kind of not they're great for Christmas, but not so great for Halloween. But down in Lad's Edition, yeah. you do have like the broad streets and all the suburban homes, and you've got all the big maple trees and stuff like that. So all the trees look like what it should look like in October, and you've got because it's the rich uh, the rich people's neighborhood. You get the people, everyone's in like super fancy costumes and shit like that, and everyone's handing out mm -hmm. the full size bars or like the homemade treats and stuff. So it almost looks just like this movie. So it does happen in real life, just not that often. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. But anyway, okay. that has nothing anyway. to do with Thackeray Banks. For some reason, he's in bed. Thackeray. Thackeray. What kind of name is Thackeray? Anyway. Yeah. yeah, the uh, uh, 1600s version of the 1990s has lost his sister. He's the Emily. living version of Goofy's kid from a Goofy movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aw, yeah. oh, shit. Those witches in the swamp got purple smoke going. They probably <laughs> dude, got like, her. his friend is all like, hey, dude, them witches, they be cooking shit. And, like, Thackeray's <laughs> like, for some reason, he's, like, looking for a sister and, yeah. Emily, I guess. Someone, someone get the adults while this youth runs through the woods. But no, he doesn't put shoes on, too. This is the terrible thing, because, yeah, like, they obviously filmed this in the fall in real New England. I'm like, put your fucking... That's gonna be cold, you dumbass motherfucker. But he just runs into the woods right towards the purple smoke. Yeah, his mom yelled after him, don't forget to wear a jacket. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, he goes around, he goes stumbling. He's all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, uh... 
bed meddler. She wakes up her book in her little cabin in the woods. Yeah, it's a nice little and cabin. It's, you know, nicely Halloween. I did notice, this is a weird production issue, uh, when Thackeray gets to the cabin and he sees the sister walk into the into the witch's cabin, the world's biggest... <laughs> this is going to be the most stupidest thing I've ever talked about on this, on this whole podcast. The world's mm. biggest leaf lands on the front porch, which suggests that, like, so part of this, like... The, the cottage is just a tiny model that's just forced perspective to make it look bigger because the leaves mm. being strewn on the front porch are giant sized. I don't, it's either that or they just have a giant tree with like a leaf that was five foot wide. But that's neither here nor there. But the witches are doing stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got a, the Necronomicon in there. Yeah, essentially, yeah. It's a big giant a- dictionary with an eyeball on it. Yeah, they've got a cauldron full of dry ice. They're going to feed to the sister. <laughs> this is totally like just, spirit of Halloween shit it. going on, yeah. They throw a dead man's toe in there. And... Yeah, they're making some kind of potion that requires a very elaborate uh, bunch of ingredients and stuff. Yeah, and Mary smells children. And um, the boy is breathing heavily. And it even, I, I think from the first time I saw it, it always bugged me. You probably didn't notice it. Yeah. But it bugged me how, like, he's sitting there going. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this one droplet of water. On his nose, on, yeah. On, on his nose that's getting, like, sucked out and back in. I, I, mean, I was just. That's the Why use that shot? Of, why use that shot at all? That's the hallmark of Kenny Ortega. He loves sweat. And he's not going to. He's going to like that to keep that in. That's real. If you were a real kid in that situation, that's exactly what would happen. But yeah, it is mm. kind of distracting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we should, uh, yeah, Winnie. So Winnie is Bed Midler. She's the main one. Mary is the chubby one played by Kathy Najimy. She's kind of like the lap dog. She's the one who can smell children. And Sarah is just. <laughs> her thing is that she's hot. Although she's not hot now because they're all old. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which means that she has white hair instead of blonde. Exactly. Like, they barely put any extra different makeup on her or anything like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're going to make her drink the dry ice, but her brother comes in. He's too advanced for them. And, <laughs> he's too advanced. And, he's level mm-hmm, 12, they, and these are a bunch of they, twos. They dance around the cauldron, and he scalds them, but the Winnie dad zaps him and I guess that's that. Well, and also I guess he didn't because they start doing the spell on his sister to suck her life out because this potion that they've been making. No, I went so I went back and checked. Yeah? And she did not take a drink of the that's potion. That's what I'm saying. But I guess they, they didn't need to because she's all crackling with the raw power of the mist. Yeah, they it's one of the worst effects in the movie, both here and at the end when they do the same thing to uh, Max later on, is yeah, the glowy life-sucking effect on the kids is just yeah just it's called kind of crummy looking but yeah you never actually get to see the i guess they didn't want to really show the moment where like a eight-year-old girl dies even for this disney movie that was like oh well we'll just like and they didn't want to even show the moment that she's forced to drink the soup so it all kind of happens abruptly off camera if like it took me a couple times watching this movie to understand exactly what the hell happens there at the beginning of the movie yeah she's blowing the fog they suck the life force out of her and become younger yeah and, um, and yeah, you really don't see the moment of death. It's just they, they, they in fact, they, they don't even actually call attention to the fact that she's dead until yeah, slumped in her chair. Yeah, you see Thackeray in a moment, kind of look at her, and she's just like, Bleh. she could just be asleep. You never know. But yeah, the witches turn around. Now they're all they're not young. They're younger, which I yeah. do appreciate the makeup. Uh, they're gonna do that to all the children in Salem until they're fetuses again, I guess. Yeah, and they do a cute little dance, and they're all very goofy and childlike yep. and three stooges. 
You're gonna punish the boy who just stands there. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just, I'm just, I guess I'll just wait till you decide. I just, yeah, come on, you could be a little more proactive. And they, they change him into a cat, a cat with IBS, judging from the sound he made when he got transformed. He's, yeah. Yeah. But oh shit, it's the rest of the town. If only they had some sort of magic powers to defend themselves with. Or if the town had literally just shown up 30 seconds later, they could have saved these two children, but nope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, but yeah, it's, I guess it's, it's the, the parents of Thackeray and Emily here to fuck up these witches, and yeah. Yeah, so they're gonna, they're gonna get hung, what we, because that's what you did to witches, I guess. Mm -hmm. But they sing first, everybody's like, Thomas, cover your ears! Yeah, but this is guy. all a little vague, because you can't hear exactly what it is that they're singing or what kind of spell they're doing. It's, it just kind of ends with uh, Bed Midler just yelling about how, uh, one of these days the Virgin is gonna bring us back, and... All everyone in town well, is just like, Bleh. guy throws down a book. Yeah, it plops open, <laughs> and she's like, "You fools! You fools! You damn old fools! I'm gonna uh, here's a bunch of stipulations I'm gonna put forth." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Here's the odds here's, of which being ridiculous. Here's it's some virgin, exposition that your great 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 grandchildren great, great, great are gonna need. Yeah. Why is it always gotta be a virgin? Why can't one time it be like one super what? sexually experienced guy or lady is gonna light this shit? Why can't someone who get their one, dick wet help out? One horn dog is yeah. gonna. Um, I mean, I would I would figure since they're evil and the Puritans are all about virgins, that would be the best way for them to go. Yeah, uh, th that's part of the reason why I chose uh, Monster Squad in my uh, episode before this too, because it was very uh, that that's also another movie that very much hinges on what the Virgin does or doesn't in order to you know destroy uh, or resurrect evil. Does that mean your next movie is going to be Once Bitten with Jim Carrey? <laughs> what, what the hell's that about? That's uh, did he do a werewolf uh, movie? No, it's a vampire movie. Are you serious? Where, I've yeah, heard the, the, I've heard of the title. I didn't know there was a Jim Carrey joint. Yeah, it's a, a lady. Uh, there's a vampire lady who needs to suck the blood out of the inner thighs of a virgin to remain. The inner young. thighs of a virgin. Mm-hmm. So they can get those blowjob jokes in there. I was about to say that's incredibly specific. Not just the blood or semen or anything like that, but what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I was reading. Anyway. I was reading some articles about Hocus Pocus too, and everyone gets really hung up on the virgin thing. They're like, "Why is it?" I'm like. That is a thing from, like, that, that, that is a thing that predates Hocus Pocus. It's not like Hocus Pocus invented the idea that, like, virgin blood or whatever has magic powers or anything like that. But I guess people yeah. think it's weird for a Disney movie because you wouldn't even ex expect the word Disney in a... Uh, expect the word Disney in a virgin movie. Expect the word <laughs> virgin in a Disney movie. Well, I, obviously these people have never drank virgin blood because it keeps you looking young and fresh i guess so according to elizabeth bathory but just like Ernest scared stupid it turns out this entire prologue is a story being told by a teacher Mm-hmm. because i guess they didn't have anything better to do that day in class seriously they had to put up with their teacher dressed like a witch throwing shit at students to <laughs> oh, they're all like ha, 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 yeah we love our teacher <laughs> we didn't yeah, learn anything that day <laughs> But our main character in the movie is too cool for that story. It's not real at all. Halloween Fuck was invented by the candy company. <gasps> Man, I don't, I don't, I don't even like Halloween, and I would never act like this, Joe. These killjoy motherfuckers need to keep their trap shuts and just let, just let people have their fun times. Yeah, especially you just move there. You're trying to make friends. No wonder this, this is the supposed to be lonely. Yeah. And then he has an audacity to get up, go up to the hottest girl in the class, and be like, hey. 
is my number. Mm. She should yeah. knee him in the fucking nuts and that's <laughs> and get applause from the rest of the class. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my it's, god. It's very bold. I can see why he's a virgin. It's funny because the rest of the movie is actually not that bad, but this introductory scene just makes him out to be such a fucking dickwad. Um, well, yeah, and then after class, he catches up to her on his bike, and he's like, hey, sorry for embarrassing you in front of the whole class. She's like, you didn't, but you embarrassed like yourself, no, you motherfucker. Didn't. She doesn't have a witty comeback. She's like, no, you didn't. You were an asshole. Yeah. Everyone thinks you're an asshole. You did yeah, not win. Like, no, you embarrassed yourself. You, you just won't realize it for 20 more years when you remember this day <laughs> in the middle of the night while you're trying to fall asleep, you're and the memory comes roaring back, and you're like, oh, no. Oh, what did I do? <laughs> I was a dick. Oh, my God. No wonder I'm so sad and alone. No wonder I'm sleeping on a twin-size inflatable mattress on the ground. <laughs> He's still living in his parents' basement in that same little house that he bought at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, oh my god. And he just he just moved here last week and he's acted like that with yeah, that haircut? <laughs> Even for the 90s where everyone had that fucking treasure planet haircut? Yeah, come on, man. You're not that fun. Again, he's, 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 he's the fucking kid from the Goofy movie. He's not that <laughs> fucking cool. He's even got the same name. Disney Channel motherfucker. Which is funny because I know that um, the the guy who voiced Max in the Disney movie, uh, in the Goofy movie, is also the voice of Thackeray Binks in this movie too. So there's mm. multiple connections there. But yeah, so. this guy, <laughs> thankfully, this he doesn't actually get a lot better, but at least he stops being this much of a dick pretty quickly. Yeah, he yeah. says he doesn't believe in all that witch shit. Not even on Halloween. And she tells him trick-or-treat and gives him a piece of paper. He's like, look, yeah, I got our digits. But he is shocked to find out it's his own number he gave her. Oh, no. Don't about this fair play. Who knew acting like a mansplaining piece of garbage <laughs> wouldn't get you all the hot That's one thing. Acting like this, especially yeah, 25 years later, it does not come off so well. Maybe back then, when when you want to be Disney Channel dork, it was a little more acceptable. But even now, it's like, oh, you... you yeah. So he, he bikes home as fast yeah. as possible, cutting through a graveyard where he meets Jay and Ernie. I mean, Jay and Ice. Ice even has the name, the word Ice, shaved perfectly in the back of his head because he's just that cool. Most Power Rangers ass motherfucking no. characters. You know, you know what, Bill? In my notes, let's see. Um, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Where I am, is it? I am rewatching the movie as we, as we talk and. Uh, his bike ride to the cemetery here is very beautiful. They're, they're it, definitely showing off the yeah. fact they actually shot at, in Massachusetts. At one point in my notes, I'm not sure where it is, but I said yeah. even even Bulk and Skull would find these guys losers. And I don't know anything about Power Rangers. I've seen literally <laughs> five minutes of Power Rangers, and I'm like, oh my god, these guys are like Power Rangers. Yeah, villains. Oh, especially because... I was gonna say that the the one bully, not Ice, but the other guy, he's like totally trying to be like a Jason Mewes type of guy. But this is mm -hmm. a year before Clerks came out, so if anything, you could say Jason Mewes was ripping off this guy. But yeah, he's they, this big, big-lipped weirdo. Uh, he looks like he's facing, pressing his face against the glass bully, and there's Ice, who's like this 45-year-old man pretending that he's 16. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they want smokes or money, and he Max has neither, so he lets these ass. Two absolute tools jack him of his shoes. <laughs> and they're not these, like... these fucking rejects from a 1990s surge advertisement audition. Yeah. Oh, and the only thing they have to make fun of him about is the fact that he's from California. So they're like, oh, oh, when they hit him up for the cigarettes, he's like, I want to smoke. And he's like, oh, I hear they're super health conscious in California. And they, and they do like this Hollywood. high five. And it's yeah. just like, like how. 
Is that? Uh, yeah, it's it's unclear if these bullies are supposed to be this uber lame or if the writers actually thought these bullies were like bullies. I think the writers probably thought they were so. I think the writers intended them for to be more bullies, actual like natural threat. But I think mm-hmm. the director softened it up to where they're. You kind of wonder how Max lets these guys push him around because they are such well, fucking idiots. Maybe it was his knitted backpack or his tie-dyed shirt, but somehow those wannabe bullies knew oh, he was yeah. a great and mark. This, this, this already sets up the whole thing that, like, the only thing that Max is working against him is is the fact that he's from California. And I was like, well, watching this movie again today for the podcast, I was like, is this what people from California think other people think about Californians? Because no one cares if you're from California. But everyone in this movie towards Max is like, oh, your laid-back, crazy, tie-dyed ways are too wild for us. And I'm like, no, and I looked it up. Every single fucking, all the writers, the director, everyone was from fucking L.A. And so Mm. this is like, I guess when they're coming up with the story, they're like, well, we have to give a reason why were people making fun of Max. And they're just like, well, we'll just make him from California. And everyone, that's why everyone makes fun of him. And it's like... That's not how reality works. And that's also the, the lamest thing to make fun of somebody for just, yeah, health conscious. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. okay, that's okay, okay, whatever. Anyway, they take fucking Max's shoes. He has to bike home with his, his little socks. Yeah, he gets ham home and he's so mad. His parents made him move there. Ooh, he hates you so much. <laughs> oh, you gotta make your mate. You gotta make your main character likable right away. Yeah, he comes storming in through the house, and he Goes says something, his... and his dad's like, hey, watch your language. Which, do you know anything about the guy playing his dad? Oh, I, I, he's really familiar. I'm sure I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. His? Oh my god, there's a cat next... There's a black cat that jumped up on my table. I didn't know... Well, I'm actually gonna have to take a break here and kick this cat out in a bit, but there's a cat that snuck into my room. I had no idea. Um... <laughs> No, the guy It's playing... not a cat, Bill. It's a spoopy ghost of Halloween. Oh, hello, cat. This cat never comes up here on this table like Is this. Is it Zachary? It chose this moment. Yeah, seriously. To, like hey, the Zach moment Gordon. that I'm recording to come up and be friendly. I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm petting a cat while I'm talking about this now. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, uh, Max's dad is uh, played by a game that got... Like, gain... <laughs> I'm distracted. <laughs> a guy named Charles Rocket. You wish who... he was. Uh, he was a member of Saturday Night Live for just, like, a year or two. Not very long. He got fired because he swore on camera during a uh, sketch. Uh, he was mm. playing JR during some kind of Dallas sketch where he got shot, and they were making fun of, uh, you know, who, uh, who shot JR. And I guess in the middle of the sketch, he was all like, Oh, who fucking shot me? As, as mm. just a joke, and not thinking that he would get in that much trouble for ad-libbing a swear, but... Motherfucking, there's multiple cats now. There's two cats. Okay, I'm gonna get murdered. I thought I had closed and locked the door, but I guess it didn't happen. But anyway, this guy got fired. Yeah. You did close and lock the door. Oh, no. You know, it is getting closer to Halloween, and all these cats can phase through solid matter, I guess. You're gonna spin around in your chair, and all the cats (laughs) in the neighborhood will be sitting there staring at you. All cats ever. Oh, cat! Don't jump Just up on top of me. Just licking their lips. Make it way harder to record. Um, oh, sick. Saying liver and onions. So Charlie Rocket, he got fired. Unfortunately, it sounds like the, his only other real notable appearance in anything is this movie. And uh, twelve years after he made Hocus Pocus, he slit his own throat in a cornfield. Jeez. And wow. died. Hey, wow. Wow. And I'm assuming this guy had severe mental problems because it's one thing to commit suicide, but to commit suicide by slashing your own throat. 
That's, in a uh, cornfield? That took a, a way darker turn than I thought it was going <laughs> to. That's, that's, yeah. I so should that's have known star- because you never bring up somebody like that unless they met a terrible, terrible well, I was thing. reading it because I'd heard the guy's name before and like while listening to comedy podcasts and stuff, I've heard people talk about Charlie Rocket. So I knew the name was familiar, but then I was like reading it and I was like, oh my God, I thought it was a joke because like that's such a dark end for the guy. So I felt obligated to... Hey, you were praying like crazy. I hope that's being picked up on the mic. But anyway, so that's... Uh, I don't know anything about Max's dad. <laughs> or Max's mom. She's just blonde lady. She's Can't blonde get away lady. from the thing. Oh, no. They got food in here. I might actually have to take... <laughs> all three cats are... Oh, we, yeah, we... Bill. You're the food. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like the thing. If you guys pull the cable out of my goddamn mic, I'm going to kill you guys. Anyway, go <laughs> so, ahead. So, um... He's mad. He gets in his room and he pouts, but somebody's creeper peeping on him from the closet. And spooky, scary surprises his little sister. Oh, yeah. I forgot they do this a couple times where someone's creeping up on Max and you find out it's either his little sister or a cat. She scares him while he's talking to his pillow like it's Allison. Say how soft she is. I I don't don't think anybody's ever actually done it in the history of ever. I hope. How many times has she watched his brother jerk off? Because it's oh. the point where, like, you don't realize what's happening until you, he, he gets his dick out, and then after he gets his dick never, out, like, do you, yeah, never hide in a teenage there. boy's closet. Yeah! And don't jump out right away. I guess this is setting up the Yabos joke later, which uh, I know is one of the most famous parts of this movie, so at least this gives that a little bit of context, because I thought she was just totally making up the, the, the whole Yabos thing. And I'm so mm. glad for... A, I thought there might be a moment when he's lying in bed talking about how soft she is. <laughs> he might say, oh, I'd love to see her Yabos. So I'm glad they, the movie didn't take it that far. But still. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And, ooh, he's mad she's in his, his room. He plays the drum. He's so angsty. Yeah. Oh, to- again, totally like random 90s teenager stuff. Although the, he does have the world's coolest bedroom. Because mm. I guess his bedroom is, like, the entire top floor of the house, so he's got access to, like, this light tower they have on top of the house. Because I guess mm-hmm. because it's coastal Massachusetts, they, they, they it's, yeah, it's not quite a, uh, what's it called where there's light coming out of the, like, it's not a light tower. What's the thing that keeps the ship uh, from crashing into the rocks? <laughs> uh, 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 you just knocked the lighthouse. The lighthouse. It's not quite a lighthouse, but it is, like, a little, like, extension to the top of the house's attic, which I thought. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm sorry. Cats are still. Upset. It's fine. It's it's okay. not like they're they're. I got I got dogs that make noise. Cats don't really. Make oh a yeah, lot but of noise. these guys are very much love to pull on power, chew and pow, pull on power cables, and step on my keyboard. So I just gotta mm. watch so guard the computer. Anyway, but go ahead. So um. Oh, and this starts the argument about a can. Yeah, Danny. Danny tells him he sh- he has to take her trick or treating. He says she's eight. She can go alone. Yeah, no. And then she begs him to go with her. They used to have fun before he became a raging cock. It'll be just like old times. She kind of times. insinuates that, too, because, like, you're such a moody teenager, asshole. The old times are dead. I'm going to stay inside and sulk like a giant child. I it's guess tough. earlier drafts of the screenplay, had, I guess Max had a whole character arc where um, he's so pining for his friends that he left behind in L.A., and that's in... in He's so upset at Halloween because now that the family has moved at Halloween, this has kind of soured the holiday for him. That I guess at the end of the movie, 
like he like he there was going to be a big thing of like oh I've learned the real friends are the friends you make along the way I have new friends Halloween's a good thing to me again now because I've reestablished a new social circle even at the point later towards in the climax uh, Sarah the sexy witch is like I'll be your friend that was supposed to tie into that like his lack of friendship was supposed to be a big thing and I guess that all got cut out in editing so this is the last time you really hear about any of this stuff mm-hmm yeah so uh, she's like, it doesn't matter what you think, you're taking me anyway. And uh, then she screams for mom, and now he's taking her, and he's going as he's going as a huge tool, wearing sunglasses <laughs> and a baseball cap. He does. He tells he, his dad, his his dad, who's gonna slit his own throat in twelve years. I'm going as a rapper, and the guy's mm-hmm. like, racial stereotype. I put your hat on sideways. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of he's black just, people in this he's, movie, but anyway, he's it too is Massachusetts. Cool. I can't ha- yeah, it is Massachusetts. He's too cool. I can't handle it. So off they go. They get their candy, and the bullies from earlier are tormenting children and being assholes just out in the open. Where are the parents of this town? That was my next Why? note. I, mean, I know what, Are they all hiding party? inside from these bullies? Yeah, because it's like the entire adult community of this, of this Salem town is split between it's either everyone's already at the party or everyone's scared staying in, inside their house <laughs> and hiding from these bullies, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, especially, like, you've got, like... These bullies who are uh, literally gatekeeping the the walkway to this the stranger's house, where they're just like stealing all the candy of anyone who walks past, yeah. and like are, like there's no parents like with like like taking kids trick or treating that these bullies have to deal with. They're just being predatorial fucks. There's no police. There's no yeah. The only policeman we see in this whole movie on Halloween night of all times is someone who just happens to be dressed up like a cop. <laughs> it's and like, you yeah, what the hell's you going on know. You know Massachusetts police officers would love busting these fools. Oh, yeah. And this is one of the things, you know, it's it, it, there's no parents because otherwise the movie wouldn't happen. But still, it's oh, yeah. a little bit like, it's a little like Mad Max. It's getting a little chaotic out there for its own good. Yeah. 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 I want his, your fat tank of gas. The sister, learning to be a chode from her older brother, tells them to drop dead. She is so They demand candy from her, the scariest bullies of all time, demanding bully, uh, candy from an eight-year-old. And then Max gives up his candy to these dime store bullies and move on. And they then keep moving on. And he yells that his sister humiliated him in front of half of the guys at school. So I guess there's like 12 guys at school. Because I guess that what? classroom we half. saw earlier is like literally like it's like a one-room schoolhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, um, he tells her, collect your candy, get out of my life. And she's like, I want to go home now. Who would have thought that taking your shitty, shitty brother out with you against his will would wind up not being fun? She would have been better off going by herself. Also, as much as, as sad as it is to say. Yeah, I mean, all the other kids in the town did. Man, her bag of candy is hilarious, because I didn't realize until watching it today that it says, fill me, put candy here on the side too, which that's, just the bag by itself is pretty great. Candy goes mm, I here. Have, I have a shirt that says that. Candy goes here? Fill me, candy goes here. <laughs> I have underwear that says that. Oh. Right over the butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, she cries in some hay, and yeah. he says he's sorry. He just hates this town so much. He misses his friends. Fuck you, you, li- you liar. You never had any friends. He just turns it into, yeah, it's just, he makes it all about himself, too. So, god damn, Max, you're an asshole. And she says, this is your home now, so get used to it. Well, why is the eight-year-old being more mature than this guy? Yeah, that's so, a terrible thing, yeah. I can she see says, the, like, you could start by not being an absolute unit of a tool. Yeah. 
I do appreciate Thora Birch in this movie. She acts older. I, I didn't realize the character was only supposed to be like seven years old, but like. I, of course, she wound up being famous later. She was like an American Beauty and stuff like that. But she does add like an extra bit of smart acidness and olderness to the character that probably wouldn't be there if he had a, like a more cuter, stereotypical child actress in the role. And which, yeah, yeah kind of makes Max look like even more of a dick. The fact that she's like <laughs> she's acting more mature in parts than he is. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're cool with each other again. They're happy, and they oh, just he doesn't go think and more. yeah. They see a big random house and are like, fuck, let's go inside. Oh, there's a cute moment where he's like, oh, what's that? There's something flying over the moon. And for a moment, you might think it's the witches, but no, he's just uh, distracting her just so he can scare her. But yeah, the thing in the next bit where they find the rich people's house, I do love, was it Danny is Thora Birch's mm-hmm. name? Uh, yeah. Danny, the younger sister. I do love her apprehension about uh, going uh, into a rich people's house because they know they're just going to get cider and bobbing for apples. Mm-hmm. And because on Halloween, all you want, you just want the candy and get in and get out. And yeah, yeah. It, of course they go in there and it is nothing but like homemade, like sugar frosted oatmeal cookies and candied apples and shit like that. And to even make things worse, the, the only candy they do have is a giant cauldron full of fucking O. Henry bars and raisinets. Raisinets? It's, I love raisinets. It is the nastiest fucking candy bar bowl. Oh, uh, it's fucking... Mm. And they've got so much of it, too. It's like that old... I like raisinets. Oh, I don't... Really? What's, a, what's in an O. Henry? O. Henry's just like stale baby Ruth. Mm. It's just like chocolate and caramel and peanuts and stuff like that, but it's not... Mm. There's a reason you don't know what's in an O. Henry, because no one eats O. Henry bars, because they're bullshit. Where's the fucking Reese's it's, Cups? Where's the York Pepper you have, Fatties? You read it like, oh, Henry. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Head shake emotes. It's uh, not, yeah. So, <laughs> the, the eyes between the between uh, the eyes on the the fingers on the temples or on the bridge of the nose, like Captain Picard, mm-hmm. like disgust emote. Yeah. Um, so but, um, yeah. Everyone yeah, in here is like having this fucking vampire masquerade. Yeah, they're gonna all gonna fuck later, which is. <laughs> That's actually yeah. Hot blonde girlfriend shows up. She's like, "Hey, welcome to my rich people's house." Everyone's. This is yeah, also the, the. This is fucking. Uh, oh my god, I was ruining the joke. What's the Tom Cruise movie where everyone fucks? I was gonna. I was. I was gonna make the eye wide shut. Eyes wide shut. But yeah. I guess. But you. You. You tap danced on its corpse before I could get to it. I sat on it so hard. <laughs> that was a delicious apple pie you're gonna eat. And I just sat myself and sat on it. Yeah, there's this giant oil portrait of her parents, and it's Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah, turns out it's Allison's house. She's dressed up like an old-timey lady, except the hair. She didn't want to put that much effort into it. Oh, she's still costume. got 90s hair, yeah. But yeah. it still looks fine. It's just like, yeah, she didn't. She, she doesn't have like a big poofy wig on or anything. Yeah, she gives Max some cider because he's obviously so thirsty for her. This, I never realized until watching this, this for the podcast. They are obviously, there's obviously nothing in the cider she gets. They're just, because you can even see it over her shoulder. She's drinking it. It's an empty cup. Which then dri- mm-hmm. drives me nuts in movies when you can't bother to put a little bit of liquid in your cup just to give it that extra... Anyway, that's neither here or there, but... That's yeah. neither here nor there, so... Yeah, the hair died. Allison tells Danny she likes her witch costume, and Danny says she likes hers too, but she ain't got no yappos, so she couldn't wear it. <laughs> but fuck, Max digs the shit out of her yappos. Oh, this man, he just wants to motorboat your yappos. yappos. Yeah, this is... At that, Max... <laughs> at that point, Max should have gone... Yeah, okay, dusted his hands off and just walked out the front I'm of the go- house. Not even angry, but just I'm I'm done. I'm yeah. I, I this is yeah I'm out. <laughs> At least Allison rolls with it. She's just like oh, she oh Alice- okay. I I understand. Allison does not have a lot of character, 
But the fact that she rolls with the punches so well with the whole Yabos thing really sets her up to be a pretty cool person. Um, They talk about the witch sisters and find out Allison's mom used to run the museum dedicated to them. Oh, did she say that? I didn't realize. Yeah. They shut it down because it was too spoopy there. I think in in the original screenplay, there was a lot of suggestions that uh, Allison, if, if, if she's not a witch herself, that she's descended from witches. I think hmm. there was a bit where the Sanderson sisters recognize when witches they see her. Love to bow. <laughs> when the Sanderson uh, sisters see Allison, they recognize her. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, oh, they 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 see her, but recognize her as being the descendant of one of the other. I guess she was like a white witch, a good witch living in Salem from their time. Period yeah, that's a dumb dumb plot line. Yeah, and well, there's a couple other little things like the red, the red jacket that she's wearing when she first meets Max. Like they, like she gives back his phone number and stuff. She puts it on. It's kind of pointy, like the Sander sisters and stuff. There's a lot of things, and her whole interest in the, and Sander sisters and knowledge about magic and stuff suggests that she's if she's not a witch, then she's a witch, a scholarly witch-ish person at least. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Max says they should all go there. Allison obviously doesn't want to. Neither does Danny. But Max yeah. don't back down. And he has he's 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 got it. She's got to get changed to show the place off to them. So and and even they they just but he's like no I'm gonna go. go. This is the one you person who didn't want to go out and didn't want, didn't want to do anything Halloween related. Suddenly hey let's go let's go light some candles at this fucking haunted house museum thing that we should not be at. Yeah, and um, she goes up to change and. He bargains with his sister because it's the girl of his dreams. He knows. She's known her for a whole week now. <laughs> she and does! They put the poor girl in this, like, striped sweater that just really shows off her breast throughout the whole film in a way I don't think they... Maybe they did intend to, but, like... It's yeah. Disney. They know what they were doing. Yeah, Disney's... Yeah, Disney's not completely stupid. No. So he... So he makes a deal with her that the next year they go trick-or-treating and Wendy and Peter Pan with tights yeah. and everything. That's... I pre- Again, Thora Birch doesn't seem like she should be that young of a kid to be like that. you think she'd be a little savvier than that because the way the way she performs that character seems a little bit older and more sophisticated. That like, yeah, yeah. that's a weird request from her, but yeah. So, uh... <sighs> that, and I can't say I blame Allison for wanting to get out of there because that party looks super lame yeah. and it's about to get freaky. <laughs> She's so. like, yeah, every Halloween I have to hear the slapping of weight <laughs> wet anonymous bodies against each other until dawn. I just need to get the fuck out. So Ugh. they go to the spoopy place, and uh, you think you think of this spot would be busy with edgelord teens trying to have a good time and like goth kids in the very least bottles and shit. You think there'd be either bums living inside the house, mm-hmm. yeah, spoop spoopy edge edgelord teens getting drunk outside of the house. Or, like, actual people recognizing, okay, this is, like, the 300th anniversary of the Sandersons being hung, like, doing some kind of, like, they, they, do you think the museum would be open and it'd be, it'd be a tourist spot? But no, it's just completely, it's like, this looks like a set from the episode of a, a Halloween episode special of, like, Family Matters. It's so, like, covered in cobwebs and candles. Yeah. and It obviously hasn't been active. How old is her mom? Because this place hasn't been active for, like, yeah, this is like years. a Goonies level of cobwebs all over everything. This yeah. isn't just like they closed it down a year ago. This is like before anyone was living, was even born in this community, this place has been shut down, yeah. 
No worries, Max found a lighter, but Allison found a light switch. For some reason, there's a, just a Zippo display. They're just selling stacks of lighters in this. Well, I guess when museum? they sh when they shut the museum down, there was a gas leak or something because they didn't have time to box up anything or put anything away. They just ran away from yeah, the place. Yeah, like you think they'd be selling witchy related stuff, but I guess the only thing they're selling are zippy, zippy, uh, Zippos, uh, Charlie Bill. Chans, and Lemonheads. What's more uh, witchy than a uh, Zippo to light a witch on fire with? Yeah. I, and, like, I was looking at the Zippo lighters, and there's nothing, like, really witchy about them either. I could see if they were, like, had, like, skulls or something on them, but no, it's just, like, yeah. Yep, Max sees the black flame candle. You know, the one a virgin has to light with a lighter to bring the sisters back. I wonder if he's going to be an asshole about this. I do appreciate that, like, he doesn't make, like, he could have been more of an asshole... And been like, could he have been? Well, he could have been like, well, they say it takes a virgin, but I'm obviously not a virgin, but I'll just light it for fun anyway. I do like he says, oh, it takes a virgin, I'm a virgin, I'm gonna light and see what happens. So I do have, like, mm. at least that one little thing of him, he doesn't try to cop to not be a virgin, which I appreciate, but... Yeah, yeah. I think a black cat attacks him, He's gr he gets grumpy, <laughs> Max gets leave. taken out immediately by the black cat. What a, but, no wonder he yeah. lost a bulk and skull, man. Yeah, he the girls want to leave, and but he's still an asshole, so he says, it's still just, just a bunch of movie title and lights the candle. <laughs> he does say that a bunch of movie title. <laughs> I, that's that's how the trailer for the movie starts. This <laughs> random guy says, oh, bunch of movie title. <laughs> Snap. And right away, things go bad, and he's like, uh-oh, yeah, uh-oh, good job. <laughs> yeah. There's the even gust if, of wind even, inside the house, and all the candles even, explode. And... Even if there was no curse, you just look like a total dick in front of this girl you're totally into. You know what girls love? When you scare your little sister in front yeah! of chicks, totes dig it. And then force people into, like, like museum road trips that you don't want to go on, and it's just like, oh my god. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so green all light, the lights boom, go boom, out. Boom, yeah. Green lights. And then he says, what happens? And his sister says, a virgin lit the candle. You asshole. And now the witches are back and everybody hides. It is as simple as that the door opens and the witches are there. I, I mm -hmm. do appreciate the movie doesn't try to cut away to a lengthy special effects sequence of them like crawling out of the ground. No, they're just there. Yeah. Yep. And um, uh, Mary smells a child and they find Danny. And she tries to pretend to be a witch too because that's the costume she's wearing and it doesn't work. Max keeps hiding like a bitch as the witches circle around Danny. <laughs> I know! It's like, man! I mean, I guess he doesn't realize how much they need children for his for what's going to happen, so he's... Well, even so, I mean, he should be protecting his sister. I mean, I guess maybe he could also just think that they're actresses. I don't know what the hell's going... Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, Max not... Mm, Max he finally smoking. grows a pair once they try to put her in the old cauldron, which I don't know what they were going to do with that. Oh, yeah, then, yeah. Then Bette Midler zaps him a bunch, and it takes Allison being a big hero to save everybody, hitting the chubby witch on the head with a frying pan, and beats the, the shit out of Kathy to Jimmy. Holy shit! Both of the girls save Max, and they all start to leave. But before they do, Max climbs up on some rafters and shit, and says he summons the burning rain of death, and uses a lighter to turn on the sprinklers. And yeah, the witches are like, ah, and run they, away. they crawl under an overhang to get away from the rain, and. Of course, the, the, the like, Kathy and Jimmy's just like, oh, it's just water. And at least she, like, well, dabs some of her neck like it's perfume, which I think I cracked me up. But yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. it's as, as they're leaving, the cat jumps on them, and it's, it turns into a CGI cat. A talking cat. Yeah, a talking cat. It looks cat. great. Yeah. 
Oh, it tells him man. to get this, the spell book. So he smashes the case it's in and runs away with the Necronomicon. Yeah. I do appreciate that, like, yeah, Max during this whole escape attempt, he's utterly useless aside from uh, setting off the fire extinguishers. Because there's a bit where I think Allison sm sm smacks Bette Midler in the face with a bag of candy. Like, roundhouses yeah. are in the face. I'm like, damn, didn't even just punch her, but, like, fucked her up. But, yeah. Yep. The witches realize it's just water, and they take chase. Yeah. And they're they're freaked out by roads, <laughs> fire is, trucks, and shit. I do like the thing they come out, and they're like, oh, tis a black river. And, like, uh, when he pushes Sarah onto it, and she, for a moment, Sarah's, like, thinking she's gonna drown. And then she's like, oh, tis firm. And then I yep. shout at the TV, yes, tis firm, just like my penis, Sarah does <laughs> And then, mm. yeah, but yeah, I guess uh, uh, firemen show up as a response call to the uh, fire extinguisher just going off. And, and this is, this does set up how, um, this is the first time you really see the sisters acting like little kids. And I'm assuming yeah. a huge part of the appeal of this movie uh, is the Sad Sanderson sisters acting like little kids. And like little kid sisters in particular, uh, which kids can empathize with and be entertained well, by. Yeah, um, I think it also doesn't make them scary. It's it's not like the you don't you'd never hear anybody talking about that delightful classic, uh, the witches of Eastwick, because that movie will fuck you straight up. If you're I've never seen that. I th it's got a great score, uh, but yeah, this is this this is this, I think this is the big huge of the entertainment uh, value of the movie, especially for little kids, and especially when. Uh, kids also, you know, they, they can empathize with the sisters kind of beating up and acting like sisters with each other, but kids also get doubly entertained by the fact that the sisters get freaked out, or they misunderstand all of the common everyday stuff, which is, of course, like, that's half the whole reason this movie exists, is just to have the witches be like, oh, what's this? I'm scared of this basic thing! Um, which makes kids feel even smarter and takes the sting out of the sisters. Because uh, yeah. they do do some evil fucked up shit in this movie, but, you know, by turning them into the Three Stooges, you get entertainment value, and there is only really one legitimately, uh, legitimately creepy moment in this whole movie, and everyone knows what it is, but we'll get to that later. But, yeah, I do appreciate how affably goofy the sisters are without being so goofy that they're annoying. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just Three Stooges, but just gender-swapped and uh, put into a modern-day film. That's really all it is, and I appreciate that, because they actually do it well, too. It's not like... Like, it, like, I think all the performers are really good, and they're well-directed, and the movie looks pretty, and it just, it's just an attractive package. It's not the greatest movie ever made or anything like that, but for what they were doing with this movie, I think they did a pretty good job. I'm going to shut up now because we're still in the middle of the plot. I'm essentially having my end-of-movie <laughs> end wrap-up already, but okay, I'm going to shut up. We will return after these messages. This Halloween, go psycho with Elvira and win a party with me at Slice. Slice! I just love that name. One night in the castle of the Chicken McNuggets. What are you making? Sauce. We're using my mummy's recipe. Mummy. Oh, oh. This better be good. It'll be great. Hmm. Does your daddy have a recipe? Halloween's a perfect time for baking spooky cookies. Just roll out Pillsbury sugar cookies, cut, bake and decorate, and feed them to your goblins. <laughs> so much fun there. Scary. <laughs> Twist the bones and bend the back. Here to decapitate Back in 1693, the people of Salem, Massachusetts, witches, yes, thought they got rid of the Sanderson sisters for good. Uh, we shall be back. <laughs> Three hundred years later. 
It's Halloween Eve, and they're back. Uh-oh. We are home! Are you boys a little old to be trick-or-treating? We're talking about three-engine hags versus the 20th century. How bad can it be? Now they're digging up old friends. And running amok. Looking for the one thing they miss most. You stay for supper. I'm not hungry. But we are. Only one boy has the power to stop them. Prepare to die again. You have no powers here, you fool. Before all Salem falls under their spell. Disney Pictures presents Bette Midler. Oh, hello. Sarah Jessica Parker. Would thou dance with me? And Kathy Najimi. Hocus Pocus. Into the night! They love to fly. And it shows. Good night. Sleep tight. No screaming. Time. Be from Woolworth and Woolco to get set for Halloween. There's costumes of TV favorites like Wonder Woman and the Hulk. There's popular characters from Star Wars. And there's superheroes like Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, and many more at bare-bones prices. $2.38 to $4.17. And there's spook sticks, face pops, Hallowitches, wrapped candy of every kind, all at the favorite Halloween haunts. Something you pays for. Halloween. There's a pumpkin pail, Boo. a witch, Boo. and a ghost Boo. that glows in the dark. You can get a different one each week until Halloween. It's fine. The cat leads them to a graveyard. It's hollow ground. The witches can't go there. He Which that's setting up a something. big plot point. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, here's the body of one of the witch's lovers. Oh, he just randomly... Shit. Yeah, he's like, there's no reason why... We'll get why back should... to that later. Yeah, well, that's the thing. This is essentially, he takes them to Exposition Graveyard. Yeah. And he's like, For, you sh there's no reason why I should be pointing this out. But, oh, hey, this is the dead boyfriend of, of uh, Bette Midler's. And I, there's no reason I'm explaining this to you now, except there'll be a plot point later. And mm -hmm. yeah, that that's essentially this whole middle part of the film is just uh, Binks just explaining stuff to the kids. Yep. So, and back at the witches, they're done hiding from the firefighters. And Bette Midler gives the plot line out for her. She gotta get that book so she can get the potion recipe to suck the life out of children before sunrise or else they turn to dust. Mm -hmm. And they fly now. So they get on their booms and we see a woo. <laughs> The cat tells the kids, now he just, he just, he fucking wants to die. He wants to die so bad so he can be with his family again. But that like, witch's curse is all beat my head with a rock, please? That, just... that witch's curse is all shitty and keeps him around. So for the last 300 years, he guarded that house. Knowing that some asshole might show up and try to light <laughs> Dude, the candle. He says it pretty much like that, too. He's like, I know some, some fuckhead. Yeah. Man, oh, he cats. did a pretty shitty job. Have you ever been attacked by a cat? A cat literally just jumped on my shoulder, but not quite attacked like that. Have you been, though? Not not, not the where, like, it's jumping out of the dark and trying to claw my face off because I'm trying to get at anything. I've had a cat mad at me. I've never had one where, like, attack attack me. But yeah. if a cat, if, that, if, if Zach wanted to, he could have 
fucked Max up, especially knowing he can't die. Yeah, that's he could have chased point. those fools out of that place just being an angry, pissed-off cat with knives on his paws. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he's got no he one didn't... else to claw him or anything like that. So he's got. He... Yeah, he could really fuck. Yeah, I didn't think about that. He's got nothing to. Yeah, he's got nothing to lose, and he can't die. So yeah. yeah. He could have fucked Max up. Should have fucked Max up. To claw so, his face off, man. There's a moment here too where um, he does give the exhibition. Uh, he he does say, "Hey, the the witches are going to be after this book," and so Max is all like, "Well, we'll just burn the book." And uh, yeah. uh, Thackeray Binks is all like, "Well, it's protected by magic," and, and that is one thing I know of very well because when this movie came out, there was a TV show on the Discovery Channel called Movie Magic. That talked mm -hmm. about like you know how movie special effects were done, and for whatever reason, their CGI episode was all about the computer-generated cat head for Hocus Pocus. Mm. And so, despite me not having seen this movie until just recently, when this movie first came out, I saw for some reason this is the episode that got shown more often than any other episode. And I saw this episode like a dozen times, and within that episode, they show the creation of the one shot where the cat says it's protected by magic. A dozen fucking times. So between having seen that episode a dozen times and that that one line getting repeated a dozen times in that episode, like when the cat says that, it still like lodges something in the back of my brain where I'm like, oh my god, I remember hearing that a dozen times 25 years ago. It's protected by magic. It's protected by magic. And so whenever I hear that line these days, like I go like have a little schism where I'm like, oh, oh, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that was from a special effects TV show I watched a long mm. time ago. But yeah, spoilers. The, the the talking cat head is just yeah computer generated, just stuck a on talking cat. performing. And they had I was watching. I found that episode of Movie Magic on YouTube today, and I was watching it, and I was like, oh man, they really put that cat through its paces, like because they, they show you know trying to put it up on like a on a tombstone, but they're like, okay, we don't want him to wave his paw. Can you make like the, the things the trainer had to do with his poor black cat to get it to act the way they wanted to? It's oh, man, yeah. I feel bad. For Anyway. So Max doesn't believe this 300-year-old immortal being and tries to burn the book <laughs> know, anyway, yeah. and it doesn't work. You dick. So now the witches are there, and they're after the book. So the kids are safe here, right? They know touchy? And he says, yeah, they know touchy. So then Bette Midler casts a spell on the ground, and he shimmy shimmy shake oh, on the ground. Oh, yeah. What do we what do we pop a, a very well-preserved dead dude with his mouth all stitched up? Yeah. Uh, Billy kid. Butcherson, mm -hmm. which I guess a lot of people have a crush on. It's weird. A lot of people, <laughs> I never hear anyone talk about how much they want to fuck Max, but people will talk about how much they want to fuck this corpse or that cat before they'll what? talk about how much they want to fuck Max. Eh, well, that's, I mean, at least you do get to see the cat in human form. So at least you got something to base it on. But like, I've seen people say like that cat, that cat turned me on and I'm like, oh shit. Kids scream and run. I like how. <laughs> I like, okay. I like how Billy kind of looks at his tombstone. He's like, Ugh. yeah. Dad, anyway, that's... You, re you realize who who Billy's playing? Oh by, God, right? what's his name? Not Duncan Jones. Jason Jones. What's the? Fu it's the same guy who's the skinny. He was. He plays Saru on Star Trek Discovery now, but he also play, played Doug Jones. Doug Jones. That's what it is. He's the skinny mime guy who. It's just Del Turmo uses all the time. Yeah, he was the pale man in uh, the pale man and 
uh, the fawn in uh, Pan's Labyrinth. He was Abe Sabian in the in the Hellboy movies. Pretty much anything where a movie has required a tall, skinny guy to be in makeup, he's pretty much been that dude for the last thirty years. Yeah. Cats. So she, she she yells at him to go catch those children, and he's like, "Me." I do, yeah, I do. I forgot because he can't talk. He just kind of like waves away at like. Like, he's supposed to be a bad guy minion working for the witches, but, like, even 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 at this moment, he's just, like, barely putting up with Winnie's bullshit, which I like. Yeah, he okay. leads the... Sorry, I'm throwing cat. Up. I'm not throwing up. I'm throwing out a whole bunch of cat treats to get these cats off. Wait, no, that's not cat treats. That's dog treats. I'm sorry, go oh, ahead. Oh, no, they all get so offended. <laughs> these are hamburger treats. I don't know if the cats would be into the hamburger treats. But anyway, go ahead. So, uh, the cat leads the kids to the crypt. A crypt that's busted open. Billy's after them. Max knocks his heads off with a branch. They all escape. Oh yeah, and that—that's kind of a recurring motif with uh, uh, Billy Butcherson as his head getting lopped off. Yeah, that that the, the crypts connect to the sewers, and he eats rats down there. And the kids are offended at this. There are like skeletons, like like I guess some of the caskets have yeah, crashed they, in through they... the ceiling. Town hasn't been taking very good care of this place. I guess it is Salem, Massachusetts, but it's a sewer, so you think somebody would have been down there to kind of clean up the body so there's not like <laughs> human bodies floating in the poo. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, damn, damn, double damn, Ben Midler sends him after the kids after telling him to pick up his head. Oh, yeah. Mary can't smell the kids no more, and Mary wants them to do a calming circle, so they do a calming circle. It's just. That's the one bit in the movie where I'm kind of surprised they kept in because it's like not plot related. It's just, it's just, it's business. Yeah. It just Zach keeps leading them through the sewers as the sisters do their calming circle, and then they almost get hit by a horny bus driver. <laughs> horny bus driver. One of the more mystifying characters in this movie. <laughs> Does he actually want to fuck all three sisters? God, it seems that way. I mean, I don't want to be like, you know, but like you know, most guys, they, they, if they're going to fuck, want to fuck any of these sisters, it's going to be Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, does this guy really want to slam Bette Midler? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. but I, again, and, and speaking of things that probably wouldn't make their way into a modern Disney movie, the whole, uh, <laughs> the, well, the whole, <laughs> when he asked them what they want, and they say, well, I, I don't know if you, this, okay, I'll let you. No, know, yeah, they, they say, he says they could take, he can take wherever they desire, and they say they desire children, and he's horny, so he'll try. Yeah, it might take me a couple of tries, but I don't think that'll be a problem, which <laughs> is yeah. kind of like, damn, okay. So he's into each and every one of them, to each <laughs> their own, I guess. He's thinking, I could have my own fat old lady witch sexy harem, I guess. I don't know what the hell's yeah. going on. You know, Which, hey, like that's, take... hey, that's, hey, he's sexually adventurous. He's more likely to get yeah. his dick wet than Max, so more more power to him. I'm not uh, judging. At, at this point, I'd like to thank Disney for not casting Johnny Depp in the role of the zombie. Oh, God. Oh, you know what? That's... Oh. And I'm sure people, when they talk about doing either a sequel or a remake of this, that's one of the first things. Especially, you know what? I'm sure there's been conversations at Disney, and I'm sure that's probably one of the first things they bring up is like, okay... Let's make this like let's make a prequel that's just going to be the adventures of Billy Butcherson as played by Johnny Depp. Mm. Ugh. Anyway, so the cat leads them out of the sewers, but is run over by a bus. Speed bump. <laughs> fucking flat enough. And again, another thing you probably wouldn't see in a Disney movie these these days. Yeah. Not so much the cat being hit by a bus, but you actually see the corpse get flattened. Yeah. Which they that's... show the smushed cat, but Damn. he's fine. He can't die. They just wanted to show kids what a dead cat looks like. <laughs> 
I know they're setting up his death for the end of the movie, but that, at this moment in the film, that's exactly what it feels like. Like, yeah. we just decided to fuck with kids for no reason. Oh, the bus, Mary says, she's got to stop, she smells children. Kids are running around everywhere outside the bus in costumes. One of them is dressed like Sonic the Hedgehog, which cracks me the shit yeah. up. <laughs> and a little girl dressed like an angel curtsies and says, bless you, and they're all, ah, it's that's, a good goof. That's one of the better comic moments of the whole movie, because the, the sisters yeah. just freak out. They're just like, ah, ah, yeah. Again, they're acting like kids, yeah. Yeah, and Gary Marshall's there. He's dressed as the <laughs> devil. I, the girls... Did the girls he think put he's... up money to make this movie? <laughs> like, what? I don't know. Marshall so th suddenly here. The girls think he's the master, and I am unsure if the devil clothes he's wearing make him look like the devil to them, or the fact he looks like Gary Marshall <laughs> makes him look like the devil to them. I didn't even think of the idea! Because, yeah, the, the, of course the joke is that, like, well, this also suggests that, like, the devil would just pretty much just look just like this guy. A guy wearing, yeah. like, red oven mitts. But I do like the idea, it's just actually Gary Marshall is just, yeah, or somebody who looks just like him is actually the devil. Like, he, yeah. maybe the real devil wears, like, a three-piece suit or something like that, but I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> didn't think about that joke from the opposite end. That's <laughs> yeah. great, yeah. So he's like, it's the Sanderson sisters! He's all Jewish about it, yes, oh, hey. <laughs> Even though he's not Jewish, I had to look it up, and, yeah, he's, he's, he's a Catholic guy from, like, you know, like, Illinois or something. The kids oh. see, uh, elsewhere, the kids see a cop, tell him about the witches, he's a real dick, and yells at them to get out of there, take the cow with you. The this chick goes comes on out of for the a bar. while for, the, yeah, for this guy, because the joke turns out to be he's not a cop, he's just in costume too. But he's, he, he milks this joke and he ruins the chance that these kids are going to like try to find another police officer to talk to. Well, there's none in the town, so... Well, that's a good point. They're like, oh, please, the last cop on earth. Yeah, and later that night, after running over a manhole cover to cut off Billy's fingers, he was arrested for impersonating a police officer. Serious, because he's got, like, Salem police officer, like, he's got the whole thing on. It's not, like, just yeah. generic cop outfit. He's got a leather jacket with all the patches and everything like that. I he mean, got the, invested. I, the, what, the badge on his arm is, like, a witch on a broom. But that's but the still. Salem. But you know what, in Salem, he has a badge Salem on his is helmet. all... Witchy, like, I know, it, like, their entire tourist industry is built around the witch. I would not be surprised if it actually was, like, a witch. I mean, I'm sure that's not what the actual Salem Police Department emblem looks like, but... Yeah. It's probably just a witch with a gun. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gary Marshall introduces the sisters to his wife, who's played by his sister, Penny. <laughs> that's yeah. Which, it always weird. I It always weirds me out that... <laughs> Those two are like, hey, let's play a married couple, but you know, whatever. Eh, they yeah. have, they have fun. It is a funny thing because Penny Marshall's got curlers in her hair, and they're like, oh, she's a Medusa, and yeah. of course, just building, milking the whole like the sisters don't understand modern things very well, and yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure what he was hoping to accomplish by bringing the sisters into his house. Is he just <laughs> he's slowly. Just, he's just earning himself with every goddamn breath he takes. Just, just whatever sleep he's gonna get on that. On his fucking couch tonight, and rather than in his own bed, with his yeah. sister. Yeah. Uh, outside. Huh? Yeah. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, outside, some little girls straight up jack the sister's brooms <laughs> and fly off into the night. This is good job, you little kleptos. <laughs> I never realized until watching it this time. I thought they just stole the brooms. Yeah. I'm sorry. The, I, I. Yeah. Okay. I, I. Yeah. I wanted to make a note of this too because I didn't know if you were gonna mention the girl stealing the brooms, but like, they they wander off. But then you hear the whooshing sound, which does suggest that they, they have flown away with the fucking brooms, which I never yep. realized that until now. I was like, that's actually fucking hilarious. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so this movie, this movie's, it's got its charms. 
Sarah dances with the devil. Dan the like slow comes. dancing. Yeah. No, the wife comes downstairs and is like, party's over. And then she kicks, she sicks a little dog on them and all the girls run away because it's oh. a scary doggy. It's a little dog named Ralph with like bat wings. And, yeah. and of course, between that, like you have Bed Midler. She's, she thinks their kitchen is a torture room and Kathy mm. and Jimmy's like watching TV and she's like, ah, she's like licking her lips, acting like a weirdo. But yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. they got kicked out by devil. Mm-hmm. Bette Midler has figured out that it's all Hollow's Eve has become a night of frolic. People wear costumes and run around with candy and shit. And that's 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 with been solved. Bad candy in this movie too, because Kathy and Jimmy, I guess the last thing Penny Marshall does before kicking him out is give him a whole bunch of Clark bars. And Kathy and Jimmy is all like, "Oh, they gave us a chocolate-covered finger of a man named Clark," and she bites it, and she's like, "Ah, oh, it's candy." And her reaction to that is what the reaction to anyone biting into a Clark bar should be, because Clark bars are just really stale butterfingers, and butterfingers aren't that great to begin with. Maybe candy bars shouldn't have the names of dudes. That's yeah. Oh, Henry. Yeah, fucking Mister Raisinets. Oh, Henry, I got a Clark bar. <laughs> Clark. Oh, Clark. I shouldn't even say that because Clark bars used to be made in Pittsburgh, so I should be taking like Clark bar pride. But ugh. anyway. Yeah, because yeah, nothing bad's ever coming up Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, nothing but good things happen in Pittsburgh. Uh, well, especially, like, in Pittsburgh, because Clark Bars were such a big thing in Pittsburgh, the cheap parents would get the Clark Bars, because they were, like, mm. yeah, they were cheap and available, like, you know, because they were made in town. But, like, that's when you know the fucking parents are super fucking cheap. Like, that's, like, worse than generic candy, because, like, uh, it's never very good. But anyway. Anyway. Um, so, the kids go to the party where their parents are, and... Mary splits off from them. I, I, I thought for sure that was going to come back and bite them in the ass, even though I've, I've seen this movie before. There's a bunch of deleted scenes from this movie. We'll talk about that at the end, but yeah. Oh. The, 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 that actually may have been a part of... Because of, I think of this portion of the film, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's cut. Okay. Uh, hold on. I, I oh, no, there's the party. Uh, you've got... Actually, rel- you've actually got a legitimately pretty cool band dressed like skeletons. Uh, singing yeah. and dance up on stage. Uh, I like the fact they're all in cobwebs too, which I thought was really nice. Mm. And hey, that is Dracula or Dadula. <laughs> Dadula again. Also, already the better, the better Dracula than the Dracula on the Monster Squad. Hey, Bill, my next snow is also known as a better Dracula than the one from <laughs> well, Monster just Squad. We said that joke so many times last week. But That's yeah. true. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I should, I, sh- I should understand when you're headed towards. No, no, joke. no. You make. If we're gonna make the same joke, if we've yeah. been doing this podcast now for 800 years, uh, we're gonna have the same jokes. And again, speaking of things that probably wouldn't be in a Disney movie the, these days, is the mom is dressed the. Like Madonna. Uh, Madonna with a giant titty twister bra on. Wait, I think it's the titty twister bra on. I don't think yeah. we fly in a modern Disney film these days. Yep. She dressed as Madonna even though the kids told her to leave her kinky role-playing shit in the bedroom <laughs> where it belongs. Well, she, she keeps on trying to bring this shit to Alice's parents' parties, but they're too freaked out by it. So she gets, like, this is the only place she can leak her, uh, let her freak flag fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shockingly, the parents don't believe the kids that there's witches. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, I mean... If the kids just go somewhere and wait for the morning with the book, the witches will turn to dust, right? Yeah, and, all they have to do is hide out and, really well. And they have no way of to know the, where the kids are, right? I, nope. I, I, might, I might have missed that. Aside but, from Kathy and Jimmy kind of smelling them out, if they're close enough. But we found out yeah. that if they can get far away enough, she can't even do that, so... Or they well, could just get in a car and go to the next town over, keep driving until morning. Yeah. Well, well if, what do I know? Yeah, I'm, I'm an sure adult. I'm sure if Max and Allison had a second run at this, they'd be able to do all this better. They also don't know that, like, the book can be made to get, like, re- reveal itself, too, if they open it. And, I don't know. 
stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is so, the whole yeah thing of. Yeah, you think that would have been an important thing for Zachary to fill them in on? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, because he seems to know everything about the book and how all this stuff works. But yeah. So um, the witches are there now, and Max does the only thing a, any sane person would do is jump up on stage, grab the microphone, call attention from himself. the singer, and tell everybody, "Hey, oh, the witches are there." That won't look crazy at all. Yeah. So now, the, so now the witches are gonna sing. I put a spell on you because I guess you wouldn't have Bette Midler in a movie and not have her sing. Contractually obligated. Uh, like an interview with the writers, <laughs> they were like, "Okay, well, once Bette Midler was involved, we realized, okay, we gotta have a part where she sings." <laughs> and so mm-hmm. we were like, "Oh, it just worked out because in the script there was like this whole scene took place at a party anyway." So we thought, "Okay, we'll just have her take over the party, and that's how she casts a spell on the parents, and it's just a singing thing. It's not just like a normal spell." So which it just worked yep. out in the end. So. Yeah, she sings, and the kids, and Billy's there chasing the kids, and the kids keep saying, cover your ears, don't listen, but they're not really covering <laughs> the their ears either. Good time. They don't give a shit. But yeah, yeah it literally it really turns into a stage show where the sisters jump up on stage, uh, Mary and Sarah singing back up, it's, it turns into like an actual production, like like a Disney, Disney afternoon production, it's pretty great. Disney Channel original. So the kids escape to an alley, and the witches almost find them, but they can't, because Mary can only smell the disgusting smells of seafood. And also, they they do put a spell on all the parents to make them dance until they die. Ha 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 ha! Yeah. Um, people have... Uh, when Mary talks about how she can just smell scrot, she starts talking about how delicious it is with margarine and breadcrumbs and a little bit of lemon and stuff. And people have bent over backwards to explain that she doesn't say... I think in the script she does say margarine. But she shouldn't know what margarine is because <gasps> people feel like, oh, what she must be saying is marjoram, which is you know what? Okay, well, fuck that because there's uh, we'll get, uh, I'll we'll come back to that. I know, but I'm just saying that's how that's how diehard fans have tried to explain away, like yeah, it's 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 actually she's talking about like the 17th century spice okay. and not the. Uh, so, but the secret best part of the movie happens here. So is it? Uh, yeah. Well, Allison accidentally opens an oven. And, That's not uh, the secret best part. <laughs> and Bill was like, worst. I love it! But that oven is great! My parents used to own that style of oven! <laughs> no, right like, before that happens, though, well, I guess this alley that they're hiding out at is behind a seafood restaurant, randomly. Yeah. Uh, and for and some like reason, most seafood restaurants, they keep the lobsters back there. Right on top of a filled garbage can! <laughs> Which, what kind of seafood restaurant is this? But so the cook comes out, he's dressed like a pirate. The best part, he's like, okay, who, who's getting in the jacuzzi next? He grabs one of the lobsters, and you can barely hear him say it, but says, he says, yeah, Angelo, you're bad. <laughs> he breaks it back into the restaurant. Just the fact that he's, like, named the lobsters, and he has to tell the lobster that it's bad before throwing yeah. him into the pot. Just it's, I, the only, it's the only thing that keeps him from crying every time he's I think one. so, because look at this fucking restaurant that he's part of. Jesus Christ. But anyway, but yeah. So yeah, so, that, uh, so Allison's got the idea of, of an oven-related activity. Yep, they go to school and uh, where Max gets on the overhead wearing sunglasses and a cool guy. I, yeah, I think the, this is one of those parts of the movie where I think the movie thinks he's uh, Max is way cooler than he is, but he's just a fucking douchebag. Yeah, and he then the witches get led by the sound of a tape recording to what every school has a giant walk-in furnace. This is my high school had a giant kiln but it was only the Mm. size of a refrigerator it definitely wasn't walk in and so this school which we've already pointed out seems to be like a one room schoolhouse also has like seriously that is industrial like 
in order to justify that kiln, they would have to be firing like a hundred pieces a day. Like, how mm -hmm. much sculpture is coming out of that goddamn high school? And of course, one of the so, better lines, totally playing to the little kids, is when the witches first happen across the school, and they're trying to figure out what it is, and they're like, oh, it is a prison for children! And of course, I'm sure kids watching this go, yeah, it is! Fuck the police! <laughs> but yeah, yeah so anyway, but yeah. So they burn the witches alive and watch, because they, they just wanted to watch, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they do! I didn't realize that they all come up to the window and watch them burn! It's yep. not like one of the things where like they, they go in there and like they they just show up just long enough to lock the door and run, but they're like I'm surprised they're not making popcorn. And yep. yeah, it's terrible. Yep, the green smoke goes into the air and the kids celebrate a successful murder. Yay. Yeah. And in I terms guess... of hap happy ending fake outs, this is very bad. Yeah. I, I it's guess not it's not like, kind of... oh, it's, this is the end of the movie. The climax happened. You're like, this obviously isn't the end of the movie. I guess it's an at least a nice in inversion of the whole witches cooking kids like, mm. you know, thing, and like it's the, the kids cooking the, the witches. But yeah, you, you never, like, I guess they are technically killed for a moment because they get do get turned into smoke. Yeah. They get sucked back into the chimney. But yeah. that, that does not last long. So at least they really did, it's not like they were impervious to the fire. I guess they actually did feel the sensation of being burned to death. Cats! Yeah, so. They're not being helpful. So. Zack tells Max, take good care of your sister. Don't let her die like I let my sister die. Yeah, they're setting this it, up to be the end of the movie. And then Max is like, nah, we're going to adopt you. You're in our family now. I always wanted to adopt a little boy. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Does he say that? I wanted to adopt. No. <laughs> I always wanted to adopt a, 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 a teenage boy who's my own age. Yep. 300 years ago. So yeah. They'll go home. Parents <laughs> we're going to smell your shit in a litter box. Why? And, and there was, for some reason, in one scene, one very brief scene, Allison has a bunch of dirt on her face. And, and that's Before and they get back to Max's house? Right when they get back to her house, I want to say. Huh. After, right after the scene where the parents are still dancing. Let me see, because I'm watching it now. Parents are dancing. Kids are... Oh, okay, they're, they're just fed Max. They're up in Max's mm -hmm. bedroom when, when she's dirty-faced? I think so. Oh, okay, that's I'm not weird. sure. Yeah, or I wonder... that's right up there. Eh, whatever. I, yeah, whatever. They're all hanging out in beds, snuggling and falling asleep, happy with a job well done. But the witches are alive. They get sucked back, their smoke gets sucked back in. Because if there's one thing we know, that don't kill witches, it's fire? Well, because the, the, the candle brought them back, so they can be destroyed, but they're not never going to die permanently. Mm. But I do love one of my favorite moments in the movie is Bette Midler's reaction when she comes out of the kiln. How she's just fed up with everything. And she's like saying, I want my book. And she says it again in French. Dijon mm -hmm. Amibor. And she's just, I do like, she's not, I mean, she's hamming up, but it's like the low energy, just like fed upness is just really cracks me up. But it is so weird how everyone decides to fall asleep in Max's room. Like, Allison falls asleep in Max's arms. So when they wake up a letter later, it looks like they just fucked. <laughs> Which is weird, yeah, but uh, that's neither here or there, but you know. So the, the witches are following the scent of Max and run into the bullies because he's wearing Max's shoes. And the cool dudes wonder why it's only the ugly chicks that stay out late. Oh, and yeah. And the witches all turn around slowly and say, Chicks? Is that not the bit where... Uh, it's must, maybe it's when the little sister calls them ugly when Bette Midler's like, Did you hear, did you hear what they called you, my sisters? Which that's... that. Oh. But, okay, maybe that so, doesn't happen here. But. 
So now the bullies are in cages back at the witch's house, crying Yay. like bitches. Yeah. And Bette Midler can't remember shit. She can't remember the recipe, so she calls out the window for her book, saying to let itself be known. There is a funny thing where Bette Midler can't remember, but Sarah, who is kind of the idiot one, despite being the sexy... Well, I guess that's the whole trailer joke, is that she's the sexy idiot. She actually yeah. does remember, because she's like, okay, it's oil of oil, it's, it's dead man's toe. So if they'd just listened to her, they could have actually put the spell together, but because Bedler, yeah. Bedler doesn't pay attention, like, yeah, they're, they're screwed, but, yeah. So, um... Allison wakes up. She's gonna go home now because she doesn't want to see leaving this dweeb's house in the morning. Yeah, that's five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, decide they can look. Yeah, but like this is the bit where they wake up and they're like, because they they're all curled up together. It does look po post coital. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. And they're gonna look at the book now because the witches are dead. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Well, Allison is about to leave, and I think they have a conversation about Banks, and they're like, "Well, do you think there's some way we could eventually fix Banks?" And that's when Allison's like, well, there might be something in the book. Mm -hmm. And then they cuddle back up and they start looking at the book. And, of course, that sets off. Because I guess uh, Winnie has just set that spell saying, hey, if the book, if make the book reveal itself to me if it can. And I guess the yeah, opening of the book is, is what causes a giant uh, video game marker point on the horizon to erupt from Max's house. Yep. That I guess only the witches can see? Like, uh... I guess. It's... Because, it, like, despite, like, the room filling with orange light and this marker appearing over Max's house, uh, Allison and Max don't seem to, uh, think anything has happened. Yeah, so the the witches need broom, so they open up the janitorial closet at their house, and they, Ben Midler rides a modern broom. Yeah, th it's, it's the big a trailer moment from the, for the yeah. movie where, yeah... For, uh, Mary rides a vacuum. Yeah, that's kind of cute. <laughs> There's something about the way I think uh, Kathy and Jimmy, she's been giving like a fake uh, uh, vacuum cleaner that she has to swing up between her legs, but still the way like she has to swing it forcefully enough to get it to stick between her thighs. She like makes this face for a moment that kind of suggests like she kind of got kicked in the girl nuts a little bit by it. Mm. That thought was cute. And actually, when I, maybe my second favorite part of the whole movie happens right before that too, where um, before... Uh, the book reveals itself to the witches. Uh, the witches, especially Winnie, the, you know, Bed Midler, she's given up all hope, and she's all like, goodbye, cruel world. Uh, I can feel death's uh, icy breath on my neck. And she's doing this totally overacting, oh, we are going to die. And how quickly, mm -hmm. despite for the rest of the movie, she's been so... So much like, oh, I'm going to get you all! Now she's totally given up in the most cartoony way possible, and just... It's just, it's so very, it's playing to the cheap seats and it's very cutie and cartoony and like, of course, this is like how a little kid acts when, you know, like if you got a tummy ache, like, oh, I'm going to die. But it just, yeah. I, it's, just I, it's just great. I, and well, that's when she's like, hey, Mary, take me to the window because I want to see, see this rotten world one more time before I die. And that's when she sees, oh, the book has actually revealed yeah. itself. Let's go get it. And that's when they all get on their brooms. But anyway. So, Zachary. Sahre makes them close the books like what the fuck you all fools doing and they're like well we thought you were cool and he's like fucking no Shh, stop it you fools and then they go downstairs the teens to get some salt and it, she says on the back it's a form a circle protect zombies witches and old boyfriends and he says what about new boyfriends and then they she almost says, kiss. Like this, you put a dash of salt on your clitoris before your boyfriend oh, licks it off. Heavens. And he's all like, well, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> and she's they like, all, you're terrible at this. 
they almost kissed, and I blamed the sleep deprivation for her doing that. But then the oh, sound upstairs Max. happens. <laughs> yeah, it is five o'clock in the morning. Yep, yeah. So they run upstairs to check on Danny, but she's not there. It's the witches. Oh no! There is a great moment because you think that she's just gone, but then uh, uh, Max goes to check the bed, but Sarah's actually sleeping in the bed, and they all—that's the, essentially the witches spring the trap, and they all come out and. Like, when he shoots, it's like she's like a wizard from The Legend of Zelda. She shoots, like, like laser beams out of the book and, like, mm -hmm. knocks Mac, Max. Max should be dead, but some, for some reason he's just knocked out. And yeah. then Allison comes up and starts uh, swinging salt all over the place, and so the witches can't get to her. Yep. Yeah. So, um... And that's salt, too. It's obviously a thing of Morton salt, but they've put stickers on it to look Morton. like it's not. Because they don't want to pay the, you know, the, the fucking... I guess licensing fee to Morton, but yeah, Morton. So they the the witches burst out of the room and fly away, leaving a hole in the house. And they I take Danny though. Explain that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you move so, fast enough, <laughs> you're a magical being. Things just explode. Yeah, and now now Sarah's gonna sing a song about taking the children away while her titties are popping out all over the place. <laughs> this is you know this is the spookiest, most erotic moment of the whole film. This is. I think if you're a girl watching it, you're just like, oh, that's a spooky part. They fly over a really beautiful matte painting of, mm. I guess, the Salem Bay, and it's all beautiful, full moon and stuff like that. But then, yeah, fucking Sarah Jessica Parker. I want to talk about the song because the song is beautiful, even though it's funny because like, everyone talks about this as like the highlight of the film. This is, but it literally only lasts 30 seconds, and as a guy, it's hard not just to be staring at her boobs just fucking hanging the fuck out. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but it is... It is a great moment because it's usually the creepiest moment of the movie, and it's a nice reminder that these goofy witches are still child murderers at heart, yeah. uh, which is good to be reminded of as we go into the third act of the movie. And I do love the crowd of kids that you see coming out of their homes to go being lured by the song. There's a kid with like this paper mache jack-o'-lantern uh, mask on, which I always thought was especially creepy. Just in conjunction with the melody of the music, and it's just, it is, it is nicely creepy. It's, it's, it's really good. And it's mm. nice to have a moment of creepiness in a goofy G-rated Disney movie like this that is not, there's no immediate threat. It's not like anyone's about to die or anything like that. It is, but it's just, although it does, <laughs> it does. So, it is, they've already established it's 5 o'clock in the morning. Presumably, all these kids have been asleep for all night. You know, they probably came home from trick-or-treating at, like, 9 p.m. and have been asleep since then. So are all the kids just putting on all their costumes and makeup and everything back on just so they can yep. walk to the Sanderson's house? Yeah. Yep. That's, and, I, that's, and, that's, that's neither here nor there. That's, you know, it's it's yeah. a movie stuff. You're not supposed to think about it. But it's funny that, like, yeah, these kids should not be roaming the streets at 5 o'clock in the morning. And now Allison realizes that they only have to make until dawn, and the witches will turn to dust. Yeah, for so. some reason now, it like, I, well, I guess the like the fact that she thought they were dead before, she didn't have to think about it too much either way. But now she understands exactly what it's, what's yeah. at stake. The witches are making potions, and getting ready to finish this shit up. Yeah, they're back at their and, house. And for some reason, when Max and Allison leave in their car, they they go against the flow of children. You think they'd be going because the kids are all going to that. Yeah, they're all house headed to and, the same place technically. But, yeah. So, Bill, I would uh, like you to put that one on IMDb Goofs section, please, for me. <laughs> Will do, boss. <laughs> Will do. So, they try and give Danny the potion, but Mac now Max is there, and you don't drink that, and he tells them daylight savings time. Yeah, this is essentially cool. kind of a recreation of the opening with Thackeray, except, yeah, for some reason, uh, the witches aren't able to slip the potion into... Uh, Danny's mouth the way they were with Zachary's sister yeah. like they actually are stopped and yeah it's 
Yeah, uh, fucking Max is all like, I know something that you don't! Knowledge is the most powerful thing in the universe! And he pulls out his library card, and <laughs> it's just, like, really weird. Yeah. This is in the light comes in. It's obviously the car's headlight, and the witches all act like they're dying. I didn't realize until watching this time, when they go back to the car in a little bit, uh, that they actually had put, like, red cloth over the the, the headlights, mm. which explains why it's so red. Mm. I thought that I I just I didn't, I thought it was just creative license, but I didn't realize they actually had it in universe well, reason as to why it looks light. like sunlight. They, they do have lights that kind of glow that color now with cars. Yeah, which it makes sucks sense. Ass. But I guess I maybe 1993, it. not so much. But yeah. But Max grabs Danny and uh, Zachary and leaves the bullies to die in their cages, so <laughs> grab, making I, sure to grab his shoes before he goes. I do love that's. In that moment, I'm like, I'm on Max's side. I love his, because <laughs> he knows enough to get the, sh oh, they also grabbed the cat, too. Yeah, but, like, I do I love, yeah, Zachary. he stops long enough to grab his own shoes. I, of course, the sisters, they think it's sunlight, so they're all overacting, like, oh, my God, it burns. Ah! Especially Sarah's Jessica Parker makes an extra meal out of it. But, yeah, they yeah. all run out. Well, they don't all run out. Just Max runs out, leaving, yeah, the bullies to die, which is great. Yep. Fuck the bullies. It's not a son, just a car. Witches wake up, realize they ain't dead. But... There's enough for and the, oh he he also tips the cauldron owners to ruin yeah. the shit. But, but yeah, but they but realize there's just enough to fill like a one flask and take it for with one them. child. Yeah. And they have shitloads of kids. But like any idiot bad guy, they gotta get that one. When he specifically one, said, even Sarah's like, there's we've got we've already got two kids in the house. You know they got the, they've got the bullies and yeah she yeah. like they look out the window like right there on the front step. Yeah. They've got eighteen thousand kids. But then when he's like, no, I want to get the brat that called us ugly, the one that called us. Don't say it. Yeah. Ugly. <laughs> it really hurt my feelings. Was Bette Midler she can be. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And then oh. the kids are driving away in the car, and Bette Midler pulls alongside them and says, Pullover, I want to see your driver's permit. Which doesn't and really jive yeah, with... Yeah, that's a very modern reference with somebody from 300 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I guess in the original script, she was supposed to show up surfing on her broomstick while, mm. like, surf music played. That's and dumb. <laughs> I wonder how much of that was budgetary versus someone just, yeah, just saying, that's dumb. Like, just, that's, like, <laughs> it's one thing for her to even come up and say something about her learner's permit, but, like, to be all, like, like, have, like, to be surfing would even be more, like, why, yeah, that's, yeah. Anyway, so that doesn't happen, they, she just No, they, and they get away from her, so that seems... Somehow, man, anyway. they just pull away, yeah. They get back to the cemetery, where Max runs into Billy, who grabs him, despite Max's valiant attempt to keep him the undead away with a pocket knife. <laughs> yeah. You've seen his head get knocked off, and he's fine. What do you think, you're gonna stab him? Yeah. But, but Billy Miller, grabs him. Yeah, Ben Miller yells to kill him and get that kid, but Billy grabs him, cuts the stitches of his mouth open, calls her a wench. Yeah. Supposedly, that's live mods that fly out of his mouth. Nice. Yeah, Doug Jones, you don't give a fuck. Nope. He and a bunch of other shit. And, yeah, he and he and, uh, he and uh, when he have back and forth, he calls her a wench, a trollop, and uh, oh no, I guess later he's all like, "Go to hell." But like, yeah, for some reason, Billy has a total heel turn here and turns into a good guy for absolutely no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a baby face turn, not a heel turn. Oh, a heel what turn would mean he's going evil. Ah, yeah. okay. So he said, baby face Billy Butcherson. Yep. She says she, she killed him once before, she can kill him again. And now he's a good zombie. Oh. So they put Danny in Billy's grave and surround it with salt. SMRT. <laughs> and, uh. and yes, Max, that baseball bat is going to do you a lot of good. Oh, look, yeah. it doesn't do any good. Bette Midler grabbed it right away. 
that's... Well, there's a whole thing of like, well, Ben Miller first swings in and kicks off Billy's head. And yeah. then Thora Birch jumps out of the grave that Billy Butcherson has put her well, in. Well, salt is thrown. Yeah. Tree branches are zapped. Billy's head's kicked off. It's all very spoopy. And but then, yeah, when he just shows up, dive then, bombs and steals the kid anyway. So well, all this, okay, yeah. so like an asshole, she gets out of the grave that's protecting her, and to go help Billy get his head. And then Ben Miller dives at her, and she just does the old, old timey like 1930s thing of raising her hands up and saying, "Ah!" As the witch <laughs> slowly approaches her, and she doesn't even try to move because the movie wouldn't work if she actually did anything but just play the victim. Yeah, just drop on it, just drop down, do something. Just do anything. Prone. You're in the grave. You can just kneel and like, yeah. Well, she's not in the grave. She gets out of the grave. Oh, and that's gets right. Yeah. Head. Fucking. Oh God. Yeah. And so the other witches are kind of coming down and, like, not even attacking as much as kind of flying at... Because there's not much yep. they can do. It's not like they're casting spells or anything like that. They're just no. kind of, like, vaguely, like, I might hit you in the side of the head with my broomstick if you don't get out of the way. Yeah. Ben, ben Miller grabs her, flies into the sky, gonna make her drink it, but do-do-do-do, the cat knocks the potion out of her hand. And Max catches it? Wouldn't want it to get smashed, I guess? <laughs> that's one of my last notes of the movie, is, like, that's, that's what you want, is don't... Why are you saving this potion, which can only hurt people and prolong the life of these bad guys? If anything, if you let it smash on the ground, that you're just dooming the sisters that much faster. Yeah. Um, but does yeah we yeah we rushed over the fact that like yeah the, the, the and the cat Thacker, is thrown against the rock. Uh, yeah, he's mortally wounded. Uh, I got it, Bill. I, I'm not just from, but I guess from a writer's perspective. Max getting the potion gives him his big climactic moment where he chooses yeah. to sacrifice himself to save his own sister, which yeah, ties into the beginning of the film instead. a little bit. But it's and, yeah. and now you gotta have to take him instead. Interesting plan, kid. Yeah. And now Max is glowing with fart gas. And <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what it is, fart gas. Yeah. <laughs> and a high stakes fight starts where not much happens aside from the sun comes up. Uh, yeah. Ben the... Midler's knocked off her broom onto the hollowed ground. She picks up Max and starts trying to suck him up with his. And then she turns into a Halloween, a spirit Halloween store decoration. Yeah, somebody tried to sculpt. <laughs> I feel bad for whoever got stuck trying to sculpt Bette Midler's character in, in, into like a foam statue. They tried, mm -hmm. but it doesn't look that great. So they do like no. this this CGI uh, morph. Yeah, they were probably like they're just gonna explode it anyway. <laughs> so yeah, she explodes. There's a whole thing of right right before Winnie gets knocked off her broom. Uh, where uh, Mary is trying to help her, but then all the other kids, they grab onto her power cord of her vacuum cleaner, preventing mm -hmm. her from going to help Winnie. And so Sarah, instead of just attacking Max directly and helping Winnie, she decides to go help out Mary too. Mm -hmm. And so the kids just let go of the power cable that sends Mary and Sarah up into the sky. And so then yep. they explode into f uh, sparkly fart clouds too. Yeah. Um, I do like, again, the, the, the witches acting like little kids <laughs> when... When Mary, she explodes, she just waves at the camera and says, Bye-bye, and just pops says, into a fart cloud. Bye-bye. Uh, Bye-bye. <laughs> just the way she says that, it's just, that is, that is cute and funny. Um, but, and I do like when Winnie, uh, when she gets knocked off her broom, she lands half in the dirt like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Like, she face plants, and there's a, it takes a while for her to get up. But it, the, her whole reaction is totally Wiley e. Coyote, where she has to like prop herself back up. But because mm -hmm. she has touched the ground, Thackeray Brent Banks is mentioned. It's hollowed ground, which just can't touch it. Yeah, that's why she turns into stone and erupts into. I never made the connection left. that that Kathleen and Jimmy did Peggy Hill's voice. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you serious? Yeah. Like yeah. all the time, not just for one episode? Apparently. 
Oh my god! Props to Kathy and to Jimmy! That's a hell of a, like... Because Peggy Hill's the shit. That is amazing. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> That's even better. Okay. Uh, I love Kathy and Jimmy. I, li I like all the cast in this movie. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, and then, yeah. and then the statue explodes, and, um... Billy still seems fine, though. I guess the magic's still working for him. That's, and now that's one of my notes. Everybody... Is that, like, yeah, if, if all the witches' spells are automatically broken when they die, uh, Binks dies, the parents are presumably freed from their cursed dance, then Billy Butcher should... Technically, he should drop dead at that same moment, too. But yeah. yeah. But he climbs back in his grave yawns and goes to sleep for some poor, unsuspecting <laughs> person to find. <laughs> the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Open well, grave that with person's a also going to find inside. his, like, dismembered fingers by a grate about a mile yeah. down the road and all kinds of and stuff. Then, yeah. And then the movie tries to tug at our heartstrings by having Danny cry over a dead cat. Yeah, and it's also but now, weird, but too, because... Danny's got a crush on Binks now, and Binks uh, comes back as a ghost, and he's like, I know you're going to keep me as your pet slave forever, but now maybe <laughs> I'll be your ghost boyfriend or something. Like, and now, yeah, and he's, yeah. In his, he's a ghost in his sleepwear, and he's like, I'm free now, yo. He's I gotta never go going to wear with shoes. My dead sister. Yeah. See y'all in hell, because you know I did some fucked up shit 300 <laughs> years ago. Well, and I guess his dead sister's been doomed to walk the earth for the last 300 years waiting for him to die, too. So now they yeah. can just be dead together, I guess? I don't know. And he it's says, he's sorry he had to, his sister had to wait so long. He had to wait 300 years for a virgin to light a candle. I don't what's happening. 300 years for some asshole couldn't get his dick wet <laughs> to be an idiot and learn the true meaning of Halloween. And then adults coming out of a party, all sweating up. The spell's done. They I forgot that's like anymore. the post credits. Well, not even the post credits. Well, thing, and then the, all... the, the boys, the boys are singing "Row, row, row your boat." Still in the cages, and I guess they're gonna be dead in a while. Because <laughs> judging from how often che people check that place out since it was no. all cobwebby and shit. If they ever did a sequel, they have to come back, and I want those motherfuckers to be skeletons still in those yeah. fucking cages. Oh yep. my the book, god! The book blinks. The movie ends, and dun, the reprise of "I Put a Spell on You." Hocus Pocus. Yep, it's perfectly fine. It's it's cute. It's better than I yeah. ever thought it would be. And actually, now that I've watched it a couple times for the podcast, like I'm like, this is actually this is a pretty good movie. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily worth. I don't like the first half hour, but well, yeah, that, because yeah. the whole first hour once is, the, is half once hour the is just Max being Max, and it's just like yeah. yeah. Um, you don't get the good stuff until then. But well, I guess is there anybody good named Max? Mad Max. Okay. Well, he Touché, he's sir. also all out for himself too. I could, I could only, only think of Mac La Max Landis. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Even if you take that in real life too. Oh God, do I know anyone named Max that I'm slighting by not agreeing with you? Uh -oh. Or like putting up a. Mm. Oh, I'm sure there's tons of good Maxes. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a Max who listens to this podcast. And if you're a Max who's listening to this podcast, we love you. You're not. You're a good Max, not a mad Max. <laughs> not a mad Max. Not a bad not a, Max. Not a mad Max. You might be mad now. Oh my god. I'm... Yeah. Hocus Pocus it... got crushed by Jurassic Park, uh, and the fact that Disney refused to release such an obvious Halloween movie around Halloween in favor of The Nightmare Before Christmas. This mm. movie came out in July. Ah, oh, spoopiest Which, time of year. Jesus Why wouldn't they re release the Nightmare Before Christmas during Christmas? Yeah, that I don't understand. Just, that movie just is Hocus as, Pocus as much... out on Halloween, and then yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas or Christmas. That's fucking dumb. I'm sure they're kicking themselves now, but uh, yeah, the Nightmare Before Christmas. You know what? I think it's one of this. I mean, I now I have to say, I think the Nightmare Before Christmas is overrated. 
Well, and it's hard to say Hocus Pocus is underrated because now, if anything, it's overrated just because people are jerking off so hard about it by now. But just from my own perspective, I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of wish I knew about this movie back in the day. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio auditioned for the role of Max, but he wound up starring in Gilbert Grape instead. Mm. Which, that's a hell of a year for him. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, the Sanderson sisters were supposed to recognize Blonde Girlfriend. I did not know her name in my notes. I was always his Blonde Girlfriend as he descended to one of the other Salem witches. Uh, yeah, there was a huge subplot deleted about how the Sanderson sisters lure kids with living candy corn crows. Uh, hmm. In fact, actually, there was more shot at the beginning of uh, Thackeray's sister, Emily. She's be- she, it's, it's not Sarah. Well, it's Sarah, but Sarah's like got candy crows. Uh, and that's how she's luring kids from Salem into the, the, the witch's cottage. And mm. so there's a whole thing about how it, w- it made the plot more complicated, too, because instead of just Sarah being able to sing a song, they had to, like, they had to go to a grocery store to get all the ingredients to make these candy crow... Candy crows that would lure... Uh, that would also help lure kids to the cottage. All this stuff got deleted. It was And uh, while they're doing that, there was more stuff about Billy Butcherson... Uh, chasing the good guys, and so mm-hmm. in the finished film, he only really shows up for two scenes, and there's the scene yeah. where he's resurrected, and the scene where he shows up at the end and turns into a bad guy for no reason. And I guess yeah, all this stuff, like lots of, and I guess they didn't need it. I mean, they got they, obviously they cut all this stuff out. Now no one even really knows about it. But and you wouldn't. There's nothing in the movie that really suggests anything got cut out too. It's not like mm-hmm. anyone's making any allusions to like, oh, the Candy Crows helped us, you know, or anything like that. But. Uh, yeah, actually, but if you go back and see the trailers, you can see there's a lot of stuff with the, the, the witches running around a supermarket, and uh, that, that's where all that stuff is from. Uh, composer John Debney scored the film in just two weeks after original composer James Horner got called away to do another project. Uh, James Horner, uh, he's the guy who did the music for Star Trek 2 and 3 and Willow and a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of James Cameron stuff. He did the music for Aliens and Titanic. Uh, he had done some of the pre-production scoring for this movie. He wrote the Come Little Children melody, uh, mm-hmm. but he got busy with other stuff and he couldn't finish the project. So yeah, this guy, John Debney, who I guess he composed the Disney jingle that's at the start of all the 90s Disney films. I guess he already worked at Disney, so they were like, oh, let's bring our own house composer in. And yeah, he and especially that it's a pretty good soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for something that was composed in two weeks, and they said that it was recorded, recorded in like five days too, which is like really Scott slammed together at the last moment. But yeah, surprisingly pretty good. Yeah, director Kenny Ortega was the dance choreographer in Dirty Dancing. Um, he also did all the John Hughes movies and uh, Michael Jackson's child molestation era live tours. Mmm. <laughs> I, 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 I. Mm. Uh, the rock band Roxette wrote a song for the end credits that wound up being ditched in favor of a reprise of Bed Midler singing I Put a Spell on You. But that Roxette song wound up as the end credits ballad for the Super Mario Brothers movie later Ugh. that year. <laughs> Complete with a line, I love that hocus pocus that you do to me. Mm. As is as the chorus, which... Jesus Christ, that poor Super Mario Brothers movie. What a piece of shit, but... What a piece of shit. <laughs> like, that's a hell of a move. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Roxette, you got swindled. Um, Hocus Pocus made over $8 million in video sales just between 2007 and 2013 alone, which <laughs> is almost a third of the $30 million that it made at the box office during its original release. And as I mentioned before, is now, you know, played, like, all the time on fucking cable left and right, so I can't imagine... They're, 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 that movie's definitely made its budget back just on home video just alone. Jesus Christ. 
And lastly, a sequel book was published in which the daughter of Max and blonde girlfriend, who I knew now was Allison, mm. uh, resurrects the Sanderson sisters on the 25th anniversary of the events of the film, which just happens to be bum, 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 <gasps> the very day this episode goes live that we're talking just, about right now. I just plotted. Oh my god, so right now, if fiction were real... Uh, the daughter of, I guess the character's name is Poppy, of Max and Allison right now is about to live, I guess maybe they had, maybe they had a second virgin black flame candle or something like that, but, Mm. yeah, so yeah, as, as, if you're listening to this on Halloween Day 2018, this is the 25th anniversary of the events of this film, which also makes it the 325th anniversary of the hanging of the Sanderson sisters. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, so that's Hocus Pocus. That's the Hocus Pocus. The Hocus Pocus. You that's the Hokey good. Pokey. That was pretty good. We put our left hand in, we put our left hand out. We do the Pokey, Hokey Pokey. We, we did do the Hocus Pocus and we turned it all about. Yeah, that was yep. pr- Hocus is pretty good. Yeah. I hate, the, <laughs> I almost don't want to say anything good about it because like I said, if anything, it's it's probably overrated now. But concerning, uh, this is all relatively new to me. I'm like, that's a pretty good movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping next next week's movie will also be all right. It's, it's not something a lot of people probably have seen. I don't think. Yeah. Oh, but that's we're right. Gonna I watch, what we're doing next week. Yeah. We're gonna watch Disney's. Uh, oh, what the hell is, is it? Disney's. Is yeah, it's a Disney movie. Holy shit! We were, uh, even something though. Wi- yeah. Something wicked this way come. Uh, technically, Hocus Pocus is the end of our October programming of spoopy stuff. But which, hey, you started off our spoopy stuff a week early uh, with. Uh, uh, oh god, what was the Japanese manga that we did? Mm-hmm. Izumi? Uh, yeah. Hayuzo? Uzumaki. Uzumaki. Yeah, Jinji and Ito. so we're stretching out a little bit farther with another project of yours, with the Something Wicked This Way Comes. Uh, that This is the film from, like, 1985-ish or so, starring, like, it's got, like, Jason Robards. I think it's got the dude from Brazil? Jonathan Price, I, I think? I, I think you might be right on that. Yeah. I don't know which, a lot about it. I, I think I would he always plays catch... Mr. Dark. I would always catch pieces of it on, like, TV and people. I always heard, like, I think maybe it was my dad or somebody. My dad read the book. I know that. Yeah. But people always talk about how, how creepy the movie was for a Disney movie and a kid's movie. So I've yeah. been curious about it for a long time. So I figured I'd check it out. Yeah. Well, it'd be nice to have another spooky movie that's not necessarily, like, still fitting for the season, but not necessarily Halloween-centric or anything like that. Because, yeah, yeah if I remember correctly, it's all very, like, uh, late, late autumn, very cold, gusty winds, kind of like carnival blowing into town. and ooh, yeah. But not, like, a haunted, like, go- ghosts and stuff, but more just, like, more spectral, infernal kind of evil bullshit going on there that could happen yep. at any time of year. But so yeah. we see what's up with that. Ray Bradbury, time. he gonna be putting his book words up our book asses. Wait, what am I saying? He's mudging on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tardy Podcast on Twitter. Tardypodcast.com. Find us down there. Find it, 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 it. Sometimes we update Facebook at Tardy Podcast on there. Have Check we ever updated Facebook? I don't think we have. I think I've done it like twice. <laughs> <laughs> not that I care. I just hey, as long as we record the podcast, I edit it and post it. That's that. That makes me happy. That's all I really care about. Yeah. So next time, hocus some, pocus was something good. Quicker this way comes. This time it was hocus pocus. Hocus pocus. It's fun. We didn't spend the whole time talking about the entire time talking about Sarah Jessica Parker. No. No. She's yeah. No. How you doing? 
Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. one of the hot, hottest witches out there. That's for damn sure. Jesus Christ. Yeah. God damn. Definitely hotter than Mio Kunis and Oz. Oh no, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh no. What a horribly miscast movie that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, when she tries to do the witchy laugh and they obviously have to bring someone else in to do witchy laugh because Mila Kunis is not like that kind of performer. Oh yeah. my god. Oh my yeah. god. Oh my god. I forgot we did that so, movie. Hot so, Great and Powerful is terrible. On that bombshell, we'll see you all next time. Enjoy your Halloween if you're listening to this on Halloween. If you're listening to it after, hope you yeah. enjoyed your, your spoopy time. Hope it wasn't too spoopy. But especially if you are listening to this on Halloween Day, happy Halloween. Hope you had a good what are you Halloween. Doing? What are you doing when on your with wasting your day like that? They're getting ready. They're getting ready to dress up and mm, go out. Okay. They're going to hear that song. Mm. I forget the lyrics. It's just funny because they're only like that song's only ten seconds long. Isn't it like a lot of just to it. come little children, I'll take you away. Yeah, to my enchanted like garden. Come little children, I'll take you away to my garden of magic. <laughs> That's come it. That's children. the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> come little children, check out my cleavage. Come little children. <laughs> I'm gonna. There's, you know, you had to pick the one word aside from orange that doesn't rhyme with anything. Cleavage. It's true. Jesus Christ, man! You just made a win. Okay, we're gonna go. On that massive failure, it's time to end this failure of a show. Bye bye. Until next time, keep filling your holes with pop culture. Good luck. Yeah. What color fart clouds do we get? I'm definitely a farty brown. (laughs) I think we'll all go green. Yeah. Okay. I'll talk to you guys later. Oh, shit.